to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right, we back. Motherfucking Tuck Talk Podcast. Uh, I got to stop saying motherfucking because people going to start searching it as motherfucking <laughs> Tough Talk Podcast. <laughs> I get that shit from Martin. Motherfucking Death Jam. <laughs> I uh, think that's a good way to start the show, though. Motherfucking. Uh, <laughs> it's like a calling card. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got something that they say right before they I mean, say you, the title. Yeah, but usually they say the title. <laughs> yeah. Tough Talk Podcast. Tough Talk uh, Podcast. It got to start with a motherfucking. I know. am your host, per usual. Phil motherfucking Phil Hunt. Phil Hunt. Motherfucking uh, Phil Hunt. My co host is here in the motherfucking building. Motherfucking Ibrahim Khalid. God damn it. Yeah, got motherfucking. And Kyle Pennant. No, motherfucking. Motherfucking Kyle, Kyle Pennant is, I guess, this. Week, uh, a comedian per usual. Yeah, I think I say that motherfucker because of Martin, man. He, everything just sounded more fun when he would say that. We back at the motherfucking Def Jam. <laughs> just sounded it's more like fun. It's like a nice garnish. Motherfucker is a good garnish. Yeah, it's a good spice. Bernie has like the best motherfucking joke. Nah, <laughs> we use it like 30 really? different ways. Oh, that joke is fucking great. Oh, oh I told oh, that motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out this motherfucker. Yeah, but nobody says motherfucker like Richard Pryor. You know what joke? Richard oh, Pryor his motherfucker was mother- good. Richard Pryor's motherfucker was good. Good, really good. Uh, can you kind of do it? My voice what? is a little fucked What's up. That? I'm kind of sick still, yo. I was like, motherfucker. Like, he, it was just like just the do way it. Flows. Try to do it. I don't know. Can I do it? He was kind of, motherfucker. Motherfucker. You know it was a cool '70s black man. It was a motherfucker. Is a motherfucker. Motherfucker. See, yes, motherfucker. And this motherfucker. And then there's like the M A H motherfucker. Yeah. Like so, yeah. It's all types of inflections. Speaking of which, that shit made me think of uh, Bill Burr's joke about black people oh, and white people and he when he was like he was like white people yeah. put it in front and then it sounds racist what they say the fucking Asians and then he said exactly the same thing I said he just he just inverted he preempted the motherfucker yeah shouts out to Bill Burr that motherfucker's funny man that's a funny motherfucker and when he was in New York like if you talk to the OGs the Smokies and the talents and they'll tell you, he was around. He would come uptown and do the, them rooms. Which he did. That's I think he did. I think a lot of the white comics could benefit from doing those rooms. And if we be honest, some of the yeah, black yeah. comics could benefit from going downtown. You know, I, I think it's pretty true. If you ever read the big black book of comedy, I think it's called. Uh, and I mean, it's a fucking a thousand page from like vaudeville and blackface up to I think. The big homie Alonzo Bowden might be the last comic they mentioned in there of like mm. 20, 2006 or so. Mm-hmm. And it kind of walks you through everybody, their origins, how they got on. It's a great book. But anyway, they said white people like writing and well, white audiences like writing and black audiences like performance. Expre- performance and expression. Mm. And yeah. I think that shit and may be can, true. And if you can blend the two, it's a fucking it's a great <clears throat> It's a great thing. You know oh, definitely saying? mixing the two. And then, yeah, that's what makes, obviously, a great comic. But uh, me and Nico argue a lot about this. And I think Ibrahim and even you might know. But me and Nico argue about who had the top three sets on Def Jam. We agree on the top three sets on Def Comedy Jam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the top one, me and him slightly disagree. I'll throw out the three and then y'all can throw out some. Wait, let me uh, guess two. Okay. Obvious. Bernie, Chris. Chris. 
And I don't, I don't know who's number three. Eddie Griffin. Chris Eddie Griffin. That's the one Nico best. always says. And Eddie Griffin had the best set. You know what it of is? Anybody on Def Jam. It's look. Ever, it's look at the crowd. The crowd Dude, is like getting up out of their seats Eddie and I wonder if they used. I wonder if they used to tell them like, "Yo, get crazy when they hit the punchline," because they used to go wild. Dude, listen, that shit was like Eddie, black church. Eddie tore that motherfucker. Eddie Griffin did tear that Eddie motherfucker Griffin's up. Set. The Michael There's Jackson no, yes. Uh, and then, Michael Jackson he, on crack. He, and, yeah. But he also talked about Alexander Graham oh, Bell. Man, Eddie's like, one he of said my you got, He said you had to be high as shit to come up with a concept oh, like this, the like telephone. The telephone. I want to talk to a they, motherfucker they, that ain't they, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said they call him Alexander Graham Bell because yeah. that's how he doing it by the motherfucking Graham. Eddie Griffin no, no fat on none of no. them jokes. Yeah, Eddie Griffin. It was punch after punch after punch. Eddie Griffin used to open for Dice Clay. Eddie yeah. Griffin's a bad motherfucker. Bad motherfucker. Yeah. Yo, have you ever seen his? Because those people shit. Freedom of speech is a top ten special in my opinion. For him, of Eddie, Eddie Griffin, Griffin. No, I'm gonna tell you. Of though, my uh, overall. The, no, there was one that came out in like I think 2007. Was it the Voodoo? No, that Voodoo Child was his first mm-hmm. or second one. Okay. Uh, no, he had one recently. Do you uh, mean there the was a Comedy it? Central one where he had like a screen in the back? And it's, yes, it's, and he said, I'm a nigga. Yeah. And he was going to do that one. And that's a amazing. Good one, but it's somewhat derivative of freedom of speech. Like, there's some of overlapping the but material. But did freedom of speech come out after that one? No, it came out before it. And then the Comedy Central one's after it. So, you like 2010, 9. Oh, man. But freedom of speech is like 2007. But no, I, Eddie's one of my favorite comics. Uh, when that motherfucker Eddie Griffin talked about, uh, was it the aliens? And he was like, uh, they, fool, they fight over black and white. What the fuck you think they're going to do to us? Yeah, so, uh, we green. <laughs> I was like, yo, this dude. Yo, he's, he's a problem. Open-minded, yo. be thinking different. Different. He, he a problem, bro. And you know, yeah. we, we sit here on the East Coast. And <clears throat> something that you run into on the East Coast with any art, and in particular comedy, is East Coast bias. Okay. Because we're here, we we have a bad habit, and I myself included sometimes, of only acknowledging what came through here. You know, the uh, Bill Burr's, the uh, help me out here, yeah, Dave Bill, Chappelle, Bill Chris Chappelle, Rock, Patrice. which white comics have a bad habit of yeah. they only name Patrice Rock right. Chappelle. Right. They don't talk about Eddie Griffin's, the, the Mike ta- Epps, the talents. I mean, yeah, but the. Uh, Left coast. I think the difference is though, like, how many of them have like universally accepted specials that you say you have multiple classics? Because when you name Burr, Chappelle, Chris Rock, you, right. you be like, All right, this one's fire, that one's fire, that one's fire, that um, one's fire. But I think it's, I think a great deal of it is East Coast bias, being meaning that we play some of the same clubs they play coming up, coming up, mm-hmm. and you know, on the West or whatever, like. Even cats that broke but you, west, because you, you wouldn't say obviously Eddie's from KC, so yeah, but, but like, he started in LA or, LA, yeah, or yeah, made yeah. his name in LA. Right. So but, but I put a lot of them get left but, out. But Def Jam, which was an East Coast thing, is what catapulted his career. Who Eddie? Eddie. Eddie true. was big. No, true. So Eddie was already big from where he was from. He's the biggest comic in LA. True. Outside of Dice Clay, but him doing Def Jam, which was yeah. on the East Coast, catapulted his career. Yeah. You got to think about it. we're in the media capital of the world. No, well, back then, because Kevin Durant, yeah, yeah, still, but, still. but it's needed less because you can via social satellite media, and yeah. social media. What was you about to say, Cap? 
No, I was just saying, like, even Cat Williams, though, he's an L.A. dude. See, yeah, LA dude. and that was there. what I mean. Well, yeah, no, well, yeah, obviously, we sit here with three black comics, but I'm saying in the larger toll sometimes when we start talking two white comics and, you know, mainstream conversations, yeah. right, right, right. they have a bad habit of only mentioning what came through here. Right. Rock, Chappelle, and Patrice is kind of the holy black trinity. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like I said, Epps... Uh, Epps also lived in New York. Epps, Eddie Griffin. Yeah, Epps, Epps and what did you shit. just name one? What, who did you just name? I said Cat. Said Cat Williams. Cat. Yeah. That people fucking don't mention as a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. And even Chris Tucker. So yeah. What me and Nico <coughs> always argue about. But Chris Tucker made his bones is, here. It's the order. Well, Chris Tucker made his bones here. And Atlanta. Started in Atlanta. Started, but he went to his... LA to Bay Area Comedy Festival. But... When you say made bones coming to shoot a TV show, which was Def Jam, which obviously shifted everything, but, was he, was also shot on, but he was also in on New a York. comedy club too. No, well, again, yeah. you're coming east to shoot things. Yeah, but okay, he right. lived in Atlanta, started there, gotcha, moved gotcha. to LA, Bay Area Comedy Festival. He loses to like, I don't even want to get in the name of who he loses to because, again, it's like, when people talk about Eminem losing the Rap Olympics or whatever, yeah, to, yeah, and he gets yeah, second place, right. it's like who the fuck took first? Yeah. No, like no, the mu- no, the motherfucker Eminem lost to. Some good. judges just need to was be good. Um, I remember it because um, I remember <coughs> when Eminem came out. When the guy he who the fuck was it? Was it um fuck? Was it um um? It was a freestyle dude. Nigga, I couldn't tell you. It anyway, you got it. <laughs> no, 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 it was a freestyle dude. No, this guy I can't was, remember. I think it was Supernat. I think hmm. Supernat beat. Eminem. See, yeah, you're Supernat's amazing, bro. He's a slightly he's, older head on the uh, dude, I rap, to, so I, yeah, he listen, might know I used to listen real. to Eminem when he used to be, um, when they used to feature him on Sway and King Tet. Okay, when yeah. Sway and yeah, King, yeah, King, yeah, King Tet. Mm. Sway and King Tet was the West Coast uh, version of, of Bobito and Stretch Armstrong. Gotcha. So Eminem got big there with freestyles. Yeah. So Eminem, when he was in the Rap Olympics, he lost, I think, Supernat. It was either Supernat or another Chicago uh, rapper, but they're amazing. So the motherfucker <laughs> yeah. he lost to Sway, was serious. Which Sway goes way back in. Who oh, could forget him reminding Kanye? Yo, you know, you ain't got we go head. way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could cut these cameras and these mics <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, Sway Oakland nigga. Yeah, Sway, Sway, Oakland, Sway nigga. Oakland nigga. Yeah, straight up Oakland nigga. I, I think Don't let you take know. Hat off, nigga. I think you know. What if the hat is containing his rage? <laughs> like, I think. If I take this hat off, nigga, it's a wrap. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. be on your ass like Blanca. Uh, all that, cons- <laughs> that conscious hip hop gonna go out the window. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Sway, and I mean, fucking, I did Sway in the morning show, the uh, comedy show that they did. Y'all can look that shit oh, up on YouTube. Oh, I saw that YouTube. shit. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. It was the first one that he did, so I, I had to go after a lot of people. And it was, in remember, morning, it was in the morning. Yeah, morning. Yeah, it's still and, in the morning. Yeah, it's still in the morning. And niggas was passing around Moet and eating pancakes and eating sausage. <laughs> By the time I went up, niggas was a little sleepy. <laughs> but whatever. Shouts out to Sway. I bumped into him in Harlem New Year's. And last time I seen him, he took a chick from me. But that's a long story. <laughs> I mean, like, all I remember is, and I mean, hey, come on, man. Y'all some snitching ass niggas. Hey, you snitched. You said it. <laughs> you just snitched. But you ain't supposed to say that. Your wife is 
public knowledge. We know what's your girl. I don't know. What if, hey. the, what if the girl is his wife? We'll clean it up that we, way. We the girl he yeah. stole yeah. from his wife. So always still a girl for me, y'all. And that'll be your long long lasting love connection. Well, maybe Phil was stalking his wife. She belonged to him. Like the white boy for you? Nah, I was. You gonna go to the bathroom with that ceiling tile? He stole my woman. It's like, I've been married to this girl for 15 years. What the fuck are you talking about? Who are you? I know you're gonna play this tag. He was like LL Cool J in the Hey Lover (laughs) group. I see you in the bus and I'm waiting every day. I was like, uh, what's my man? Uh, The Joker. When he was dreaming, <laughs> oh, when he girl, was dreaming about Beats. ZZ Beats or whatever, I can't say her name. What you said, Zazzy, Zazzy Beats. Yeah. But nah, uh, what the fuck was I about to say? Oh no, That's I just remember. Obviously, it was New Year's, so uh, everybody's drinking. I was right. damn near drunk, and it was just like, oh shit, sway! Mm-hmm. And then there was a chick that was sitting next to me. His wife. <laughs> <laughs> And, and all I remember saying was, and I mean, granted, it's New Year, everybody's drunk. I kind of said, yeah, he a cool motherfucker, like, just don't harass him. And then, like, in between me kind of being drunk and just, like, you know how you only remember certain things? Right. Every time I'd look over, she'd just be laughing really hard. A little bit closer to swing. And, and, as yeah. as, right, and as soon as I said... <laughs> As soon as I said, don't talk to him, or, you know, he's a cool, like, he liked to be part of the people, she didn't listen to none of that shit. But what was so funny was, you I was, think she had, got me to, she had got me to follow her oh, okay. on Instagram, right? Uh-huh. And then I woke up the next day, and you know how you see, like, who you follow? So I went to her page, like, damn, what happened to that chick? She was kind of cute. Clicked on her page. And I seen followed by Sway. And I said, God damn. Because <laughs> then I realized I did his comedy search and he don't even follow me. <laughs> and that's that's uh, equality for chicks, you know. That's that's uh, female success? female yes. privilege. Yes, success. Is that uh, men want to see them titties. <laughs> so it ain't about skill or about uh, actual uh, quality. It's just like, look, well, sometimes I, I need to see those titties. <laughs> I struggle with that even sometimes when like the little chicks follow me that, you know, little open mic chicks and you're like, do I follow her back? And I'm like, ah. at this point, I'd be like, I'd be like, nah, because I'm going to get myself in trouble. One and two, I'm like, we need to restore the balance. Mm-hmm. Out here in these streets. I mean, I try to follow every comedian I can find, though, just because. Oh, God. It's good to know, like, what's No, happening. not the chicks, because uh, uh. Even them, like, because I'm, I'm not trying to... I don't want to have sex with no comedians ever. No. There's no need. There's so not many... Unless some more steps down from heaven, nigga. Like, I, I, do, I do fuck with some more. Some more? Yeah. Some more is one of my favorites. Short that, of that, I'm, I'm pretty much good on comedians. Uh... Nah, her joke about fake titties and uh, having ass on Queens of Comedy. I, I think she's the best black female comedian, I think. Yeah, I think it's her. I know, my favorite growing up was Adele Gibbons. Adele's dope, too. Adele was good, man. Adele's dope, too. Which I can't unhear her on the beginning of the Kanye song. Oh, I want to come, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> But she was just out here pushing boundaries for the '90s, which now that's not revolutionary. All those chicks talk like that. But she was out here on some foul mouth shit. What she used to say? I was watching uh, such a a fucking fucking lady. lady. She still says it now. 
Yo, her bar, yo, she had bars, bro. She still so, got bars. So now nah, we was we we used to argue about uh, me and Nico always argue about the order of those three. It was Eddie Griffin one, which he made me rewatch, and he's like, "Look at the audience," and I'm like, "Yeah, I wasn't looking at that." When that motherfucker did Michael spin, Jackson on did crack spin, and bro, did and the they all spin, up. nigga, the spin was so smooth though. How did you not? It crazy. looked like Michael. <laughs> and then uh, Tucker, Tucker was my one. Nico made me think about shifting it, but I kind of still keep it there. That some of those shits he was doing, He's my and they were basically one liners, but it was like fucking no oh, nobody's one liner sounds mama. like that. I'm coming, uh huh. If a motherfucker rob me, he just be practicing. Oh god, like so many That was the kind of shit I'd hear when I was like six, and he be like, like, "Yo, that. I want to be a comic." <laughs> Yo. That shit sounded so yeah, fun. Uh, what you doing with my brother's pictures in your pocketbook, man? <laughs> <laughs> but fucking uh, <coughs> and uh, Bernie's. Obviously. I'm gonna tell you, what, what, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Another good one, man, was Michael Collier. Michael Collier. Oh, Michael Collier's got man. some shit. He's already a vet, vet by then. Like, yeah, the other dudes yeah, we were talking but, about kind of broke from that shit. My, he was already star search after that. Michael Collier. Yeah, like by the time he was doing Def Jam, he'd already won Star Search. Mm. But it makes you it makes you miss definitely those fucking rap moguls, which God bless Russell Simmons. They chasing that nigga off the earth. That uh, nigga's like, I do uh, yoga now, and uh, well, he's already doing yoga. Now the, the, the yoga, me nigga, because yoga ain't gonna get you out the charges. But they, that's fucked up. They did all that shit came out they, right after they did the death. They tried to reboot Def Jam. Do they got yeah. yoga in prison? Yeah, bad timing. Bad yeah, time. I was they looking forward for to trying to get right, on right, that right, Def right, Jam, Def Com, new Def Comedy Jam. Oh, the new, new version though was you know, weak. Was you can weak, say it. Well, well, well. Again, you know, you know. The old Def Jam was in the was in the grungy fucking. It had a, a New York. I, I watched some vibe. of the auditions, and and you know Bob Sumner uh, told me he said I liked it, and he said it was missing one thing. It was missing New York, and I said you you got a point there because New York was kind of the backdrop for all this shit yeah. that were yeah. LA, yeah. all these classics that were naming, yeah. which LA has its own vibe, and just like I said, you know, you gotta respect. But even then, you can't even too, say it was really LA. But, was, but you need both. But it was Hollywood. That's the thing. You took a you took a, yeah. a underground. The thing about that was great about Def Jam is it was the it was the step right above the <clears> underground. Yeah, it, it wasn't that you took Def Jam now and made it a Hollywood. Well, you had all this untapped talent then, and I mean it's kind of that way now. Untapped black talent, black talent, for sure, because we know who gets most of the late night sets and the whatnots, right, right, and we know what color they are. So, you know, somebody is gonna tap into that market, and all of us will be on it popping. But that. It was what I watched and I missed. of just like, damn, I wish we had Britain that is, crowd. Yeah, which no which I'll tell you, when I did the Apollo, and obviously uh, y'all know Bob Sumner kind of runs that shit. Mm-hmm. God bless. Nigga put my name on the fucking marquee. All that shit felt mm-hmm. like a dream, you know what I mean? That was the closest I felt to that connection of like just the live-ass crowd. People kind of standing up out of their chairs when you hit your punchline. Right, right, right. That energy, like black church, damn near. Yeah, to where yeah, yeah. motherfuckers damn near passed around a collection plate. Mm-hmm. And How many people are sitting seated in there? It's the upper room of the Apollo, so it's a smaller room than the actual theater. Right, right, right. But I don't know. I don't pay attention to shit like that. Those it was probably ones. like 100 people in nice. there. So good. it was That's rocking. And yeah. I mean, I got the videos up on my social media or whatever for y'all listening go fucking check that shit out but yeah 
that that energy is what you need and it's a different crowd and then people do try to reheat french fries where it's like people young people don't want the same shit if their parents had so somebody almost needs to rebrand it but like i said they're chasing russell off earth there's no music execs anymore because the music industry is not what it was because really when you look at black comedy the two biggest people ice cube and fucking uh russell simmons and even dame dash that i forgot what dame was on but he was bragging the other day he was like kanye and then you forget, but he goes, I started Kevin Hart. And you go, oh, shit. Yeah, no, it Paper Kevin, Soldiers. Yeah, soldiers yeah. So, yeah, us not having music moguls anymore, I think, is a big part of it. Because they were connected to the culture. Mm-hmm. And they could kind of play gatekeeper and say, you know, for the culture, this is somebody you need to watch do comedy. Right. Whereas now you got a lot of corny corn black comics. They only do Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And that's mm-hmm. it. And well, even niche. if you put them out there well, to that crowd, well, they're just like well, niche is in. It's like I don't <coughs> oh, have to. I don't have to go and prove myself somewhere else. No. I can just be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Black Puerto Rican, you know Jewish, Jamaican. Eddie, Eddie Murphy said that. So you know what that means? Yeah. Eddie Murphy, you saw that? Oh yeah. No, I've heard him say like like when he goes to the, he'll be like, "Yo, I went to the club, and what what comedians did you see? Oh, he's fine. He's fine. Do you remember a joke?" Well, yeah, you know, I remember this from that interview, right? Uh, yeah, with uh, with uh, uh, looking forward to Eddie coming yeah. back to the mm-hmm. game. Uh, he was he, he was saying that there's comics who kill on a Wednesday because of particular crowds there, but you don't ever see them. Well, on yeah, Thursday they're not broad Friday. enough. They're not broad enough with their material to bring everybody on board. What was so, I gonna say? Uh, we'll transition. We'll do a few topics. No, but we gotta here. talk. Quick runs. Comics. Oh, we gonna get we we getting there. <laughs> Trust. I'm me. sorry, you captain in this ship. No, no, no. You know, you speak. I just be conscious of the time and whatnot. I'm, I'm just gonna be over with because because we took a little break here, so we had a yeah. few things happen in the middle yeah, of that. You had uh, the coronavirus. Yeah, I did, people. <laughs> but I am now recovered. Uh, you say lost now. Take your cab away. Coronavirus spot of it. Quarantine. <laughs> oh, you took the. You took I, first off, I'm not really believing in coronavirus. I don't think they know. You don't believe they, it? They tell me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> science. All I'm saying is. News. <laughs> all I'm saying is. They tell us shit. Like it's the headless horse. And then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in that. Ichabod Crane. Like, nigga, it ain't exactly. The, I don't believe in coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't exactly the Bible, Phil. Uh, no, I'm just saying they tell us shit and then they just stop telling us about it. They never finish the story. Well, first off, what happened to SARS? Uh, the Malaysian flight. Did they ever find that shit? Anthrax. Hey, what does that have to do with Corona? I'm just saying. He's saying it's a flash in the pan. I'm just saying you can't keep telling me to be afraid. And then just stop telling me the end of it. Don't do that. Treat this shit like a threat in the hood, nigga. Treat it like, like a threat in the hood. Just because you said you're going to shoot those three niggas. Don't mean I'm going to relax just because they still walking. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can still die. You can still die. You feel like... Well, supposedly black shot. folks can't, can't catch this shit. The cure was in the Popeye's like, chicken sandwich. <laughs> this was so funny. These motherfuckers are kind of upset that... Nobody in Africa, the numbers in Africa are so low for coronavirus. Yeah, I've been seeing those. Like, articles. how are you up? My thing is, and that shows me that these motherfuckers put this shit out here. Like, 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 how are you upset that motherfuckers in Africa are getting sick? I tell you what, do get me mad and a little tight. And I mean, y'all know this because we all live in New York City, so What's we that? take the trains a lot. Oh, 
high agent. Well, yeah, he, he's a driver, I'm so a he driver. fancy. Got backyard and shit over in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the rest of us peasants, like me and mm-hmm. Kyle, pours. we take the train. <laughs> and something you notice, and I mean, you know, a lot of the Asian community wears those masks. Yeah. They wear them when the coronavirus isn't happening. So you're like, mm-hmm. hey, should I be wearing a mask too? They make you self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Like, I got on the train the, on the morning and... It felt like Mortal Kombat, like Scorpion, <laughs> Sub-Zero, uh-huh. Raptile, Smoke, uh-huh. Melina, Katana, all these motherfuckers was on the train. And I'm like, why I feel like Mortal Kombat on the goddamn train? Yo, like, I, saw, I saw a news thing where they was actually upset that all their masks <coughs> are being sold. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, people like, are stupid. You, are people upset. are buying Listen, it. But my you, thing is, why are you upset? Like, people are taking well, precautionary they actually measures. Need it. If it's Who needs it? Who? Doctors. Like they, they they have their own suppliers, but they, I'm talking about retail. Nah, I get you. Fucking Home Depot stuff like you should be happy that you're selling. It was free with that Popeye spicy chicken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nah. the, the antidote, the antidote was in the but, but but that's what makes me laugh about people is that if it's as deadly and scary as you say it is, mm-hmm. you think you you're curing it or protecting yourself with a four dollar mask. But doctors say it doesn't really help. Well, exactly. You, if you have it to not spread it. If you, right. if you don't have it. I get all get my reason. infections through sex, so I'm not worried at all. <laughs> like, if it's not spread through sex, I don't got to worry about it. He's like, he's like, I like to work for my journey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am safe. I like to sweat. Hey, hey what? This is going to come back to Biden one day. Like, How you get the flu? Man, just go about her kid around. <laughs> <laughs> When you say Straight to jail, nigga. When you say come back to bite, that makes me think it's gonna morph into like a zombie attack. Oh, no. Shit was made by Umbrella Baby. It's Resident Evil, man. <laughs> zombie attack. The apocalypse is upon us, man. I just bugging out how, how upset these niggas is that motherfuckers in Africa ain't sick. That's hilarious. Yeah, but that's you it's know like, this is what we you know that's for. that's that's propaganda <laughs> too though. People people always want to make you take a side mm-hmm. or like make a side story of like. Oh, but also they're really mad that Africans like stop. Come I on, think man. it's because uh, no, no, it wasn't one of them type of articles. It but was, it was an article saying that they are amazed at how low yeah, coronavirus yeah. is. No, in, I is saw in it. Africa. But I'm saying it, like, it, it forces you to, to take a side though of like they already have a side. A side. <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, look, I'm on the black side anyway. Yeah. No, I'm saying it's about Thompson disease, fucking leapfrog dust. It's like I'm saying it, what I'm saying is it can push you to this point of like damn near cheering for it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, destroy those China. Kill all the motherfuckers. They want Africa to die. And it's like, whoa, man. We just sitting in the middle here. We don't live in China no, or man, Africa. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right, right but, idea. <laughs> but I will tell you this. When it was Ebola, because they were mad, getting mad about different Asian people being discriminated against. And when it was Ebola, a lot of them, they were discriminating against Africans. So you know what that is. But Black History Month just ended... Uh, we started Women's History Month. You guys celebrating? Hell no. Celebrate how, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Why, by doing more work? Hilarious. <laughs> no, like, like shouldn't, it be, shouldn't Valentine's Day be during Women's History Month? I feel like. That's uh, actually a smart idea. Give them all they shit. Keep it right there. Just right like there. with us with MLK Day. Like, gonna move that shit into February, dog. Come like, on. You know, like, every month is its own thing. Like, you don't know about it half the time. But every month is a month. Like, you don't get breast right. cancer facts every day in October. Black yeah. History Month, we beat 
beat people over the head with that shit because it's really not for us. We know it. We got we trying to teach the world that shit. I think we making up for lost time. It's a long time niggas ain't give a fuck about Black History Month. Now yeah. they get older and it's like, yo, you know we uh. Well, that's you know, the thing. That, 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 that's what it is. Too. That's the thing. We don't have a parade. It's cold. You can't yeah. really do anything other than sit in your house and watch documentaries. But that's, that's why, why they have that Valentine's Day, that President's Day. I think it's probably like one other thing because white people need a break. Like, imagine it's like this shit's too fucking black, nigga. March they, they need a break, break, but they don't celebrate it. That's what's funny. What's that? And it's actually a, a misnomer that it's called Black History Month because it's like, no, this is American history. MLK, Malcolm X, uh, fucking no, no, Rosa yeah. Parks, no, Obama. Me, all of this shit is American the shit history. That, the, the shit that makes me laugh is when you go over all the things black people invented. And you go, oh, like you said, this is a, this is what's really American. Well, it's history. American you history. You go through all the shit that we have: elevators, traffic lights, fucking yeah, all types, all gas things. masks, all types of shit. Uh oh, we, we made the Corona mask. We were thinking ahead. Yeah, motherfuckers. Like, was, watch that coffin player. We had all types of shit. It's but like, nah, it ended. It ended bad. Like Black History Month. Oh, it, I don't even know if y'all realize. Oprah, Oprah fell. <laughs> that was the end of Black History Month. Oprah fell on she stage. Like yeah, she she looked like she got though. tripped up. Everybody no, jumped. No, Everybody thing, said it looked like Kobe Crosser. No, I was like, kind of. The worst thing about Black History Month was uh, Deontay Wilder getting knocked out. Well, he was going to get to in that. A black I'm History glad Month you outfit. said it. Uh, in, a black, in, a, in a Black Panther <laughs> outfit. <laughs> like he was from Wakanda. Got your ass what? Well, is that not like the earliest Black History though? Uh-huh. Yeah. White man showing up. To a foreign land beating the shit out of a black man. <laughs> and Wilder looked out of our fury looked out of shape and shit. Oh, it just he looked, was like, he damn. looked in better shape than the first fighter. You'd have never, if you just didn't know anything about either fighter oh, and oh, you oh. just looked at Fury, you'd have been like, oh, that motherfucker gonna lose. He's been drinking yeah. beer, he's been <laughs> eating pizza, and didn't he say he was like depressed for a while? And, no, that he's always depressed. A few years ago. That was the craziest ago, yeah. thing he said going into this fight was that. To keep his testosterone up, he was beaten off seven times a day. Who said that? Wilder? Fury. No, Fury. 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 Yeah, I heard to about keep that his like... testosterone. Let's not keep his testosterone down. When you're in camp, they usually tell you no sex, no masturbation, no nothing. He a boxer. Maybe his shit worked backwards. That gypsy know. shit, dude. No, 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 seven like times a day. That's, that's got to be a record. Up. Okay. For anybody that ain't 14. I, I, I don't see how that keeps your testosterone. I don't know who's keeping the mean. analytics on <laughs> <laughs> did, did he have a motherfucker with the counter in his hand? Like, Tell like, him like, 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 like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, hey, Floyd Mayweather when he doing yeah. punches and yeah, motherfucker counting. Yo, man, that's only 70 strokes, man. <laughs> we gotta get these numbers up. Which, which the side, uh, the side show of the circus was uh, Fury. Licking a bloody, sweaty neck. Did really? Yes. Hold on. Because from the angle, it looked like nah, maybe he, he just stuck him, his tongue out months. at somebody. <laughs> he been watching gay porn before. Like, wait, is it in? No, I don't no, think no. he stuck it from no, this what angle. No, what I'm saying is they only show from uh, the side. So from the side, it looks like he licked it off. But it don't really look like he licked his neck. Bro, he, he, licked, he, he licked his they neck. They in slow he motion, listened. zoomed in. He licked no. a sweaty, bloody man neck. 
yeah. with the coronavirus out here. That man is strong. But here's the mm-hmm. craziest part: that motherfucker's immune system is a fighter too. <laughs> when it was when it was happening, he was literally like punching the blood out of him, right? Yeah, so he was man. covered in wild. Did either blood. of y'all actually watch the fight? Yeah, I, did. Yeah. I fucked around and I had already I made plans to go to the movies, so I was like, "What was you going to <laughs> You know, you. <laughs> You do a little date night. You do a little date night. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that bad. That movie was horrible. (laughs) But I'd already made plans, and then I'm sitting there that Friday with my man at the bar, and the dude goes, "Y'all coming to watch the fight tomorrow?" And I said, "Fuck! I gotta start putting them on my calendar." Like July 18th, I think is the date they set for the rematch. Oh, they they said for the third one. And I I think I gotta start circling it on my calendar because. It you know, as a comic, as a comic, we out at fight time a lot yeah. anyway. Now, right. granted, the main events don't kick off till like fucking midnight. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you fuck around and look and have a week's show scheduled and be like, motherfucker, I want to watch this fight. <laughs> so it ruins a lot yeah, of was, that shit. I was over here and I was uh, and uh, Jared, shout out to Jared. He let me know. He's like, oh, they showing at New York Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna shoot over there. So I was on East Fourth. Yeah, okay. And I watched it. Yeah, New York Comedy on, Club. Yeah, and they had it. And um, it was wild, man. When I walked in, he was getting his ass beat. I was See, like, what the fuck? It was like the third round. I mean, it's everything oh, I expected man. though. Like he he got whooped by the white boy in the first one. So it. Like, so you think he lost the first one? He definitely, bro. So you know, like whenever you're a champion, it's if it goes down to the to the cards. Usually they won't give it to you if you don't win definitively, right? Gotcha. You gotta knock, you gotta knock out. out. You gotta knock him out the champ mm-hmm. to get the belt. Basically, Basically. but what he did, he, he put knocked him down twice. He though. knocked him down twice, and it was still a draw. Mm. Mm. That's what probably Come made on. it a draw. Like like Fury's ahead, yeah. but then if Wilder won a few rounds, but Fury's ahead on points. If, but knocking him down twice, that only it's almost like two rounds. It's, yeah, but it's a, it's kind of an equalizer because you lose when you knock someone down. You it's a ten seven round. Yeah, well, it's you, not a ten eight. It, it's a ten seven round usually. No, no, it's ten eight. It's ten eight. So like, depending like, on how bad he knock. If it, you get it, knocked down multiple times, yeah, it'll be less. But like, if you just get knocked down once, which he did. You just lose a point. So if you lose the round, you're already nine ten, and then you just lose a point. No, if you get knocked down, and if it's a definitive knockdown in a round, it can go as it can go ten, it can go ten eight or ten seven. Ten nine is if he got up and start fighting. No, no, you can't. You, know I mean? you can't get a nine if you get knocked down. So it's so, an eight. So it's an eight or seven. It's an eight. Like just one knockdown is gonna get you an eight in that round. You're gonna lose a point. I thought you lose. Uh, yeah, you might be right. So y'all are y'all are real boxing like fanatics. Y'all into that shit. shit. And I mean Ibrahim obviously he used to box. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, y'all really know and shit. I just is I'm a casual observer, you, man. Like, you like ass whooping. I'm casual observer. <laughs> like, I just look at ass whooping. I definitely know motherfuckers ain't supposed to be licking. A little bit. Yeah, but not, yeah me too. Yeah, ah, okay. Yeah, so I you tr- used to I box. Tr- a little. Were you, like, I don't you, want nobody running up on me like I'm not that nigga. But <laughs> well, box. wouldn't that be opposite? If they know you box, they won't run up. No, on you. Like, that try you. That's it. I feel like most times if somebody knows but, you can fight, they want. But see when you me. try, when you train boxing though, you do walk around with attitude like I wish a nigga would. Like oh, so, I've been waiting to use this all day. So is that like uh, how in comedy when as soon as you tell somebody, yeah, I do stand up, they go, well, make me laugh, man. Yeah, exactly. Man. Tell me a joke, Except bitch. with hands. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let me see your jab. You train boxing? Let me see. Let me see your jab. Let me see you duck this left hook. <laughs> you strip? Let me see you make it bounce. 
Make it clap one time. Move one cheek. That's why everywhere Reggie goes, niggas try to freestyle him. It's like, once yeah. they think, if they think you think you're powerful, they're going to test your powers, nigga. Hilarious. That's weird. That would be funny if superheroes went through that. They do. That's the only <laughs> Oh, you got X-ray vision, huh? Yeah. What's my... <laughs> like, yeah. Every plan is what's like, what's like, let me see you do. Fly one fly time away. real yeah. quick. Just go like, man, I'm in my seat. No, man, just fly real quick. Shit, That's like when, uh, back in the day, when two kids would see each other. I heard you fast. Oh, you ain't fast one and literally race. right yeah, then they finna race that's my entire childhood man I was that's, the fastest kid in my grade and I knew it cause everyone challenged me to a fucking race hilarious where, where'd you grow up at man St. Louis St. Louis oh, so, another St. so Louis you guy. yeah that's Reggie. we had Reggie Edwards on uh, if y'all go back and listen to that episode but now we got another St. Louis motherfucker. What part of St. Louis? Did you know Reggie when you were there? No, no. So I'm from the county. Reggie's from the city. Ah. So basically we live probably like 15 minutes So you're from, from Ferguson? I live like and, a mile away from there. And you support the police department in Ferguson? <laughs> 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 nah, I, I don't want nobody getting them yeah. fucked up. That was me. I like, did my that. My uncle is a cop, actually. I did. I did that. It's crazy. My uncle was a cop out oh, there. Oh, shit. And shit. still died getting shot by a cop. Wow. wow. That's like Inception, ain't it? A game inside a game One inside of the a game. craziest things ever. I want to tell on stage. I just haven't found a respectful enough yeah, way to pull it out. Yeah, that's Yo, a that hard thing to Once. explain. Yeah. So how did you, if you don't, if you don't mind. How well, did he was you, undercover. And then, oh, he was un- undercover. Oh, yeah. man. The one that happened here in New York some years ago was there was a cop getting off from work. Mm. As he's walking up to his car, somebody's breaking into his car. Damn. So then he chased down the assailant with his gun out he's chasing him down some cops in an unmarked car sees a guy a black man yeah. with a gun yeah. chasing down somebody wow. else they pull around before he can identify himself as a cop they gun him down in the street Kills which him. means they probably didn't identify themselves no. yeah but he tried to tell him he's a cop you know what i mean they like, put the yeah. gun down he's i'm a cop before he can say he's a cop they killed him Still black man. Yep, right. you, that's, a, you, that's a uniform. That's why when they say all the blue lives matter, shit, I seen a blue lives comedy tour, and I halfway said I want to go just to see what the fuck they, they down here doing. About. Like that's what are they just in there? Yeah. What are they just in there saying like yo it's fuck old. niggas and then people clap? Like, yeah, what is it? Yeah, that shit's gonna be like a structured Trump rally. And I like when I see people that got that shit on the back of their cars. You know, with blue lives matter. It's like you are still getting the ticket, motherfucker. Mm. I seen one pulled over one day. I laughed. Hilarious. Ha ha. <laughs> Hilarious. That's like, cause if, if a cop seen that you as a as a black man had that on the back of your car, that would make them suspicious. They'd be like, "What is this nigga hiding?" No, they'll give you two. They'll give, word that, and they'll give you two tickets. They'll be like, "They'll be like, no respect." I know. You out here disrespecting the badge? <laughs> <laughs> you think that's funny, don't you? Two hundred fifty. What is that? Some kind of irony? <laughs> that's like if you black and pull out a PBA card. They go, <laughs> "This guy this means nothing." <laughs> They probably confiscated if you black with a PBA. They'll pull you over. they pull you over and be like, "So you, you thought we wouldn't stop you if you put that back there, huh?" Whose <laughs> <laughs> wallet is this? <laughs> I remember at the height of the stop snitching movement, it was this white boy that had a stop snitching bumper sticker, and we all as black dudes kind of looked at his car because it was fly. He had like a money, like a eighty something money, mm-hmm. nice joint, dual pipes, all that shit, and we all looked at it and just went, "Woo." He was a cool ass white boy, but it's like, boy, I would never do that shit. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't dream. Man, that I thought it was gonna go different. I thought she was like, we saw that stop snitching sticker. Like, we should rob this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> See who the fuck he tells. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so you you grew up in St. Louis, somewhat yeah. near Ferguson. That's yeah. dope. Uh, like your whole life, or yeah, most dude, I of went it. to the Ferguson Florissant School District uh, up until like I moved to Atlanta for high school. But like where Mike Brown was killed was literally about a mile and a half away from where Did I lived. Did you know him at all? Nah. No. But it's crazy. Like it's like I could have known him. You, you know, know what? I mean? like, that, that's what's crazy about police violence too is that you know these things used to happen without social media, and it would just be that local isolated, town yeah. isolated kind of an incident in that town. But yeah. now because of social media, it's so many small towns. Niggas mm-hmm. just won't stop in. Like, right, if you right. was driving through Ferguson, you'd be like, I'm out of gas, but I'm going to try to make it to St. Louis. I mean, you're, you're in St. Louis when you're there, for real. But it's like, once you, uh, like, so I was, when that shit happened, I was in college. It just so happened about a week before that my parents were in town in St. Louis. So I left where I was about two hours away, drove down. And they were talking about, yo, you know how racist it is, still here. Like, talking mm-hmm. about, like, some family friends who are still living in the area. Like, it's no black people it's in the police crazy, force. It's man. this, it's that. Like, mm-hmm. the white people are doing this, black people are doing that. Then a week later, that crazy shit happened. I was like, I mean, everybody yeah. who lived there wasn't surprised. Cause we was, we and saw that's what coming. people don't get is those are usually powder keg moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like to take them and treat them as isolated Isolation incidents. Is, but but no, usually in a been, town, it's been building, building and then it erupts. Kind of how, uh, you know, they used to accuse Ice Cube of like, you predicted the L.A. riots. And it's like, yeah, yeah anybody that lived there yeah. could tell you yeah. three black people that got beat or shot. Right. Prior to Rodney, Rodney King, King. Yeah. or prior like, to Mike Brown. Mm-hmm. So, and even in Baltimore with Freddie Gray, where it's just like, that's the powder keg. Like, motherfuckers mm-hmm. ain't mad. No, that shit's I, a story, man. Remember in the Baltimore ones, they had to cancel an Orioles baseball game. Yep. Well, they took and the fans out. And I was laughing because <laughs> I said, they canceled the baseball game, but it's still people outside with bats because <laughs> they was rioting. throwing rocks. They knew, some of them kids that was throwing rocks, they needed to recruit them motherfuckers because they was pelting niggas from yeah, quite, pretty, pretty. quite a distance. <laughs> like, y'all going to the Dominican Republic to get motherfuckers. Y'all yeah. got shot next to right people here baseball in Baltimore. Right motherfucking hitting, hitting white folks outside. Yes, all rocks these from little cities <laughs> that if you're black, you, now you just keep driving Ferguson. Uh, what's the one in Florida? San, was it Sanford, Trayvon? Sanford, uh, Florida. I don't remember. I don't remember the exact. It was like, all you know is stand your ground. Oh, yeah, keep that driving. Was the most important thing about that one. Keep Ohio, driving. Ohio too. All Samir these Rice. little places. Yeah. Jordan Rice, an old boy who got shot in the Walmart. He's in Ohio too. Yeah, he's walking around with a BB gun. Uh, yeah, but that one, even that one, I was like, come on. No, Tamir Rice had a toy gun, but it was a guy in a Walmart with a toy. Yeah. He picked up a BB gun. He's on the phone. And wow. You see the cops just run into Walmart and kill him. Which is crazy because they sell guns at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. real guns. Yeah. And, and Ohio, if I'm not mistaken, Ohio is an open carry state. Probably. Yeah. All the red open states carry, are. Yeah. Which is funny because even for black people and I mean me being from Indianapolis, you'll see people get that permit and think they about to act white. And it's like, yeah. that's, yeah. A white law. that's a white law. Bro, yeah. You better have both hands in the air and be stating who you are and that you have permit. They shot old boy while he was reaching to get the permit. The after he, he told, told them. Philando uh, oh, Castillo or, or yeah. whatever. You say uh, you got a theory? Yeah, that uh, whatever. So we all have the Bill of Rights and all that shit. Right, right. If the rights came before your bill came, 
that shit don't apply to you. Yeah, mm. but people don't get like, that. I always look at it. It's the white to bear arms, nigga. Like that's the white. It's it don't apply. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great line. Nah, that's true. I mean, when you think true. about the school shooters and shit, Dylan Roof and that shot up the church and James Holmes that shot up the movie theater. It's like this motherfucker is, is ordering ARs with all types of ammunition online, and motherfucking you don't hunt or nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it ain't niggas. even hunting. They season. hunt niggas. That's what they hunt. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Or you people in movie theaters, whichever one Dude, you want. I used to work. I used to work as a uh, armored car guard as a part time. Nigga, what I, the and, fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 used work, I used to work. for Dunbar Armored, and the white boys that used to be on it. They used to, let me tell you something. Armored car guards, especially if they're white, they are people who could not make the police force. Gotcha. They either couldn't pass the psych eval. Or something like that, and they just want to... Wait, there are people who can't pass the psych eval? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's some crazy about, motherfuckers yeah, already man, on the it's streets. some loony motherfuckers. Pretty sure Darren and Wilson And a lot of them nuts. are mm. armored car guards. Nah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. want the gun. They want the uniform. Yes, they, they want to feel... They want that feeling like of authority. And they used to sit there and talk about shooting motherfuckers well, all the they time. They wanted to. And all they, they fingers I don't drive too close to their car because I don't want them to think I'm following them. Dude, Fuck that. Man. But uh, so St. Louis, man. Uh, when did you start comedy? Did you start in St. Louis? No, I started uh, crazy, man. I saw Chappelle in St. Louis, and that's what made me want to start stand up. I drove from college to St. Louis, saw that shit, and then I was like, Where was your college at? Uh, University of Missouri is about two hours away from St. Louis in Columbia. Okay, and so like. When I got back to Columbia, I was like, yeah. When I got back to Columbia, I was like, I need to try this. Like, Hell yeah. I had like I had like an out-of-body So you shot Chappelle live about when? This was when it, uh, most of that turned into the heart of Texas. Special. Okay, cool. So this must have been like 2015. Re- fairly recent. Yeah. 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 Okay. When so, he was working on them Netflix 25 mil. Right. Locking <laughs> motherfuckers' phones up. up to everybody. There's some people's phones still locked from that guy. Now, that was show. before. Before they got the lockups. Yeah, because people was pirating and putting on. Yeah, they were just like, don't up. do it. And there's people walking around the theater, but they hadn't gotten to where it is now. Right. Yeah, he got that whole fucking thing. Yeah, the yeah. little zip lock. Yeah, yeah, I saw him in Radio City, and that, that bag yeah. is serious, man. That looks but, like one of those bank bags. When they handing out 25 mil, you lock motherfuckers' phones up, too. People are ridiculous. They think because they purchased a ticket. Yeah. You and all yeah, your material your belong shit. to them. Yeah, it's yeah, like, nigga, who are you even showing me? Same Coachella, nigga. You have three <laughs> followers. You have three followers. Word. Be one thing if they just took a 10-second clip. Right. But these I, motherfuckers. I, I, they'll take your whole shit. Yeah, definitely. You know how many comedians, just recent see, sets I've, I've seen? A lady, did that, like, a lady <laughs> did that at the pair one night. Not just take one set, take everybody. By the time I got up, I said... How the fuck do you still have battery? Because <laughs> it's just like, yo, the whole fucking the show. show and, the whole and me and being yeah, the exactly. vet on the show, I had to be the one to be like, put it the fuck away. Yo. Like, I'm not even going to tell a joke until you put it away. My thing is, the whole point is having, a, a, a like you said, an experience. Yeah. You're experiencing the comic live. Yeah. It's like you pulling your phone out to watch me through your that phone. That's crazy. It's so stupid. Yeah, you're really detached. Stupid. Once that screen comes between anything, you're detached from that moment because you're right. more focused on what you're capturing. Trying to get right. the angles right yeah. and, and trying to make sure the light is good. trying to get clout off of your work. It's so weird. You know what I'm saying? But even like, then, like, if I'm really just trying to prove to each other that, bitch, I'll be out here. I ain't like you. I go places. <laughs> I'm it's out like, here. It's like, yo, just y'all work at the third shift at the nursing home or whatever. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and whatever. Y'all the same. 
Chappelle. Chappelle. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so Chappelle yeah, so, inspired you. So you were inspired by greatness. Yeah. Because a lot of people, a lot of comics on the podcast and just in particular would tell us that they saw somebody do comedy badly. And said, "Oh, I, I could do better than that motherfucker." <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that, uh, well, no, a lot of people too. That was just me. period. It'll be that like, I saw this motherfucker, and I said, "Well, if he can do it, I can do it." That's exactly what I said. Nah. Which I feel like it always sets the bar low. Like I didn't even think like I can do it. I was like, I need to. So, do it. how you know long I mean? after seeing Chappelle did you go to a mic? Uh, it took me probably like another six months, but that's because I basically had to quit school. Quit my job, moved oh, to Texas. That's where my parents lived, school, and then I started staying job. up. Yeah. Did you kind of tell your parents? Hell no. That was the game plan. Yeah, you always feel a little silly telling your parents. I still remember sitting in the car with my father. I think he was picking me up from work or some shit. Yeah. And my car was in the shop and kind of just going, yeah, yeah, go over here and do this comedy. And he goes. Fuck you think you are, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> but that was just that was, the bar, that was just his the, generation. That's though. hilarious. Like it was an attainable no, thing. That was your dad like you some real, funny. But yeah. I'm on some real shit. That's what kind of And I know he 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 got love yeah, for me. Yeah. He supports me. Yeah. He just didn't, didn't know. want me getting in trouble thinking I was gonna be a millionaire from you, doing stand up or some shit. Yeah, because you know, in his day, he went to the military. You got a job for the post office. It was yeah. about security, yeah. which I stun on him now because I'd be like, oh, I ain't nothing. Just out here in New York, you know, up here at the comic strip, you know. Eddie Murphy's first manager runs this club. I tell him that every time I talk to him. Because he don't even remember telling me that. But it's just like, I just want you to know, I'm close, motherfucker. That's that Michael Jordan Hall of Fame speech. Like, hey, Uh, I'm close. I forgot nobody, nigga. Like, you're on the list, daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But, yeah, so the only reason I even moved away was because there's nowhere to do a mic. (laughs) Like, I did thorough research. I'm like, all right, how do you get started? How do you do this? All right, step one, open mic. Right. There is none. I didn't even have the mindset to be like, you can create one. Which I'm so jealous of a lot of the comics in New York because, yeah, there's 10,000 of them here. Whereas yeah. back home, and I've told this a few times, I started at Crackers. Insert whatever joke there mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. And so Hannibal and it literally like was place, one, right? one everybody that comes through kind of would take, nah, this is in Indianapolis. Uh, but I'm pretty sure, like I said, every black comic that would come through would just make fun of that shit for five minutes. Like, how crazy is this? Uh, anyway... The mic was only once a month. There was so many rules. Yeah. And it's like, how do I even get good at this shit? So, you moved from St. Louis to Texas. You didn't tell your parents. Not Well, what happened is they came to my graduation anyways. Because okay. it's like, I got to walk. And I was enrolled in my last two classes online. So, like, you graduated? No. Like, I had a graduation. It's like, you fulfilled the requirements to walk at graduation. You're going to fulfill the certifications for your degrees. Once you, like, finish these last two classes. Okay. And so, like, I had... I was about to get two degrees. I was about to get a political degree and a sociology degree. Yeah. And then I was like, fuck that. Because I didn't want to back... I didn't want to fall back at all. I was like, I'm, I need to go hard. You were like, no shit. parachute. No I'm way. out here. It's he like, was like Batman on fucking... <laughs> he was like Bruce Wayne trying to jump out of the pit. <laughs> like, fuck. You can't make it because you tie a rope to you. Yeah, yeah basically, like... <laughs> So I was, I was, I basically just like cut off anything that would make it easy for me. Uh, Damn, and then so you was one of them. 
I mean, it's either that. I figure if, if the pressure doesn't make you good, what will? Right? If no, True. like, I'm going to have to do this to survive or I'm going to be nothing in uh, life. But I think you can do both. And, I mean, I just, in theory, especially in coming to New York, which, you know, what have I been here almost eight years now? And mm-hmm. I get a lot of people hit me up about coming out. And the first thing I tell them is don't think about comedy at all. Think about life and how you're going to survive because the rent's high and you need to eat. But and if you means- can survive that, then you can start doing comedy. And I'm saying that to say sometimes I think people do have this very all or nothing approach when you can take a slow build. It just, I mean, luckily it's worked out for me so far. Yeah, I mean, it's working out for you. Did your, did your parents support once they found out you were Hell, doing it? Well, my dad was like, you know, you can still go to school, whatever, whatever. My mom... Even now, she'll be like, you can still come home. We're keeping the room open for you. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, just enrolling in law like, it's school. Just like, it, just like you left it. And she, I even found out my mom was saying weekly prayers for me to fail at comedy. Dude. Oh, like, damn. <laughs> Is she very religious? Yeah. Down, but like I said, I think, again, the same way I'm telling you about my father. Like it's pray and pray. I, I, I think they just didn't want us taking that leap and like going all out to where like, you know, I still work a nine to five. And you do my shows and shit, you know? And I mean, again, they just didn't want us... They didn't want us winding back up on their couch just, you know... Well, I think it's... Doing open mics. So, my parents are immigrants. Like, my dad's from uh, England. My mom's Uh, from Jamaica. I didn't know that. See, yeah, that explains it all. So, it's like... When you're even coming there, it's like, like, go to school, get a job, and you're not really taught to dream outside it's of doctor, that. lawyer, or bust, <laughs> basically. For Jamaican, it's more like doctor, lawyer, cab driver, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a lot together. of jobs, boy. All together. Remember that old, remember that old sketch, like uh, Heyman? Nah. On living color? You don't remember that? Partially. What? I was so. I know you. I, know I was. You know that I was so young. Why? There's a sketch that the way, that 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 Damon Wayans was the father, mm. and they had all of them, you know, and it was a Jamaican family, and it was called Hey Mon. They. It was a sketch they did on Living Color, and he'd be like, "Daddy, Daddy, I met a man. I met a man. Oh yeah, what does he do for a living? Well, he's a plumber." Um, what else does he do? <laughs> he's just a plumber. Hey. He's a lazy bum. He only got one job. When I was his age, I had three jobs. Hilarious. Yo, that was the and it was like everybody in the household had like two and three, two or and four three jobs. jobs. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah you man. Wow, well, again, I, again, you and I don't say this to be picking at you, but it's what? just you slightly older to where. No, like I had a bedtime when that shit was on, like, <laughs> I, and I loved it, and I still got to see Handyman and all them yeah. great characters they yeah. used to do. Well, Jim Carrey with the motherfucking fire marshal Bill fire and all that shit. But shit. I'm saying I, I was a casual watcher. I didn't have the authority oh, yeah, at yeah, six yeah. to be like. Put that shit on. Yeah, right. no, I, I don't even watch. think I knew that what was, time it was. That was the days where you would actually watch shit with your family. Oh, no, nah, yeah, watch, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Definitely. So, it's definitely one of the first memories I have of, like, everybody gathered around laughing is in Living Color. For sure. Uh, I didn't realize you had immigrant parents. So yeah, that explains a lot. Like, nah, motherfucker, get to it. Yeah. So your first open mic, first time on stage, you, how did you do? I did fine, but it was, it's, a, so the process in Houston was you sign up for this mic and then they email you like, all right, you're on the list. They show you the list. I'm about, if there was 30 comedians on there, I was number 30. The oh, mic man. starts at 8 p.m. I didn't get on to like one. 
Damn. And I showed up and I got to watch four hours of niggas bomb and I had that that experience. I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. Ah, okay. <laughs> so Chappelle started you here. The ball set the bar way up top for you. Then you went to an open mic and watched and saw like Ooh, it's, it's a lot of shit, shit in the middle. <laughs> but I was nervous like to, to go on was just like damn I don't know if I'm gonna be funny or not like I've never done this before. But then it's like I, that's getting a laugh like right I'll be fine. Yeah, was it in in Indianapolis and in smaller scenes not in New York? You get audience at mics. Did y'all uh, have an audience? Some, every now and then there'd be like... comics. It's mostly comedians. Sun's still out. <laughs> I mean, nah. Nah. Is, nah, when I was on, like, some was out when I would drive there. By the time I left, it's the middle of the night. Did you know any comics from that Houston scene, like, that are really? out here? I'm a New York comedian. Like, I started there, and within, like, two or three months, I made the jump out here. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I did everything ran. with the least That's so funny, because like... I was so careful in planning. I wanted to make sure I was somewhat decent. Yeah. Then I had life shit and trying to save money. He's really but by the time I got way. here... He's religious the other way. His okay. mother's praying against him. <laughs> He's praying for himself. God, gotcha. like, He just was like, fuck, leap of faith. Because I, I always, when I see people start here, I'm like, oh, shit. Because you don't know who you are yet, if that makes yeah. sense. By the time I got to New York, I was already starting doing the auditions for clubs and shit because I knew as a comic, I had three jokes that worked. And I could do yeah, three good safe, minutes. You a safe nigga. He yes. safe. Yeah. He living dangerous. I, I admire that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm, all, all, I'm all in. Fuck you and your preparation, Phil. <laughs> do yours, young girl. Do yours, young girl. Hey. That was really it. Well, like I say, he's actually impressing me because I'm like, damn. You was like that? Well, I mean, even to think about like me moving from my college to yeah, that was already one lead. Had never tried to go to Texas like, and just be like, quit. yeah, school. And then got to Texas and said, this town can't hold me. But I did start <laughs> thinking, two like, months, one mic. <laughs> I'm a killer. <laughs> it was like Nas. All I need is Bro, one mic. I'm talking about. I started thinking I was the best nigga on the Texas scene. I mean, Very nigger quickly. with the R or nah, the A? I'm, I'm talking about U-H. So then you jumped to New York. Yeah. Boom, that quick. Bro, let me tell you how cocky I was leaving. Like, my last set, I had seen this thing where uh, Damon Wayne was at SNL and he put his sunglasses on. He's like, it's too white in here. Oh, wow. Right? I did that shit on stage in a dashiki, full afro. Before pulled my sunglasses out, like it's too white in here. Why are you niggas, in- like stop laughing all that shit? <laughs> you were in costume. I was in character, nigga. I was like, nigga had on the costume that Wilder came out in. Because <laughs> I was, it was I was, too heavy. <laughs> I was the crazy thing was I was getting laughs. I kept telling them to shut up. So it was like almost just like a stick. But I was getting uh, but really it's because I was frustrated. I'm like, I'm better than a lot of people already. I felt like. Yeah, and I'm still you not getting it. That one mic? Nah, that oh, was I'm about like, to say like you weren't making your rounds, <laughs> but it's not—it's not really too many rounds to make. At right. least at that time, yeah. that was like five years ago. Well, I do get—I do get nervous, or I get not. What's the word? I'm looking for a word here. Uh, not nervous, but uh, I get frustrated sometimes talking to my white comic peers mm-hmm. because we got to speak two languages. Uh-huh. And I mean, we got to talk to the black audience and the white audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they only have to talk to the white audience to where it's just like, 
Motherfucker, you can't judge my set because I'm speaking two languages. Right, right, right. You right, know, right, so right. I always feel like they can't fairly judge our set. Yeah. And even sometimes, and I mean, not to say they can't find you funny, but I'm just saying it's almost graded on a curve or it's a scale. Yeah, yeah. And think, then you can go into some black shit. Like, I got a joke about thoughts. That shit does way better at the Apollo than it does if I'm downtown. So, like, I've kind of developed a style where I like to... Whatever point or thing I really want to talk about, I try to get the most general thing ahead. Like, you saw me do a joke about uh, the Three Bears one time, right? Yeah. Everybody knows that story, whether you're black or white, but right. at the end of it, the joke's about gentrification. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I make the silly shit up front, at the end of whatever joke it is, it's going to be like something I actually care about. And I totally yeah, tricked you in the got you. Yeah, you got to put a little bit of... Some sugar Put a, on put a little bit of candy in the medicine, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know how our aunts used to do us and shit. Give us a little bit of NyQuil in the middle of some juice. Yeah. Hope your ass go to sleep. It was Cosby. Yeah, they was, yeah, they was the original <laughs> Dr. Cosby's. Uh, like, you over here gonna lock Dr. Cosby up, nigga. You need to lock up some aunts. <laughs> all, all the kids you drug. <laughs> Drink this, nigga. Give a color. It's kids. Like, why does this cranberry taste like Dominic? Like, kids, <laughs> kids still drowsy Fuck. from shit they aunts gave <laughs> us in 1992. We about to have a card party. This for grown folks. You <laughs> turn down Kool Aid like grown women turn down drinks. Like, yeah, like nah, that shit make me lose. <laughs> like, auntie, why don't you like, give me a get me a styrofoam cup? <laughs> like, oh. bitch, like, bitch, this is why I got a short term memory loss now. <laughs> and wonder why we all like Lil Wayne and Nightquill. Word up, you was giving a Nightquill, so you can hang out. DS two a long time, bro. But nah, that's that's dope. So then you made the leap to New York, man. Yeah. Doing pretty good, right? Going pretty I'm well. I'm doing okay, but even now it's like a reckless journey because like I don't know for sure that I'll be fine in like five years. But that's the years. thing is that you never know. I, you never know. You yeah. might make three hundred this month and twenty five dollars next month. But I mean, like in stand up, I'm fucked. Like, like I just mean like I'm at to the point where stand up can maintain my lifestyle. Okay, that's great. That's the goal. Yeah, you do some interesting yet. shit on like Snapchat, right? Yeah. See, like, I'm an old ass man. I ain't even on Snapchat. So, I'm not on or else I'd be up Snapchat on it. I got too frustrated to get it back. Oh, this nigga got locked out. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Hilarious. I don't know what happened. I, I couldn't help you. <laughs> nigga, nigga said, I, I typed in 79 one time at the yeah. end of my handle, <laughs> and then I'm locked out. This shit is ageist. Yeah. It's like I feel when I see like old niggas on TikTok. I'm like, is this nigga 50 on TikTok? <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck TikTok's about. It's yeah. little clips. Like, yeah, haven't you like, heard of Vine and how it died? But now, you, what do you do on Snapchat? Like, say the title of it. Uh, I do Hype School on Snapchat. It's this sports show. It's like Sports Center Top 10 meets Tosh Porno. That's probably like an easy way to like describe okay. it. But it's on their Discover page. So we have a deal through Snapchat. And then I work with this other company to produce it. And that's what, like, pays my bills. But at the end of the day, I'm still writing jokes and telling jokes for money, so I'm happy with it. For those of y'all who don't know, stand-up is hard to make money from. You better learn to write. Well, my manager kind of told me, like, look, you need a good second thing. Because stand-up, he was like, acting or writing? Pick one. I pick both, so. Yeah, like, I don't even think it's... You can't exclude yourself from anything at the point where nah, you're you can't like, afford to. Like, like, don't you host something else too? No, uh, I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. No, no, I did a like a sport, like a competition show. Yeah, so there's this know. reality show I filmed in Vegas. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like, like I got a that's my first 
check I'm proud of. Yeah. <laughs> like, reality show in Vegas? Yeah. Like was, a comedy reality show? Well, I was or like, host, so I love the hip hop and you throw nah, drinks a, at people. It was like real world. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's basically what it was. It was like okay. challenges. Cool, man. Do as much yeah. shit as you can do. Yeah. Put your name out there and your face out there. Like, that was the first check I got where the comma didn't come right then. Like, nigga, I had I looked nice. a little bit. I was like, okay, comma after. All right, mm-hmm. good, 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 good. Nice, nice. So, Take us back a little bit. Let's back up a little here. Because uh, this is a motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Which, by the way, I, I meant to say this in the beginning, but we got on a tangent. The reason it's called that is because my favorite thing in life is uh, rap music. And, like, when... You know that part of the song where the music ain't even playing yet and a motherfucker just talking? Oh, uh, you talking about the intro ad lib? Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> fucking Jay-Z. thing. When no. motherfuckers would just be talking, you know, Jeezy, I'm from the streets. Yeah, shit yeah. is real. Shit ain't gonna get you on. It's gonna get you hurt. Yeah. I wish we could do that shit. It's really promos. Like, wrestling promos is really what it is. I wish we yeah. could do that shit sometimes before I sat in comedy. Shit, that's how, like, I want to say the Ric Flair ad-libs got popular again because of Pusha T. He was putting them in his songs. Pusha T and Killer Mike were Killer both Mike, yeah. pushing them shits hard. Yeah, Killer Mike. So I, where he's, but I mean, he's damn near rap culture. He was all about bragging, showboating. That's why we motherfuckers. Fly clothes, bitches. Fly clothes, bitches. Yeah, he pop popping shit. shit. You ain't got a watch like mine. Yeah. Motherfucker said, I got more cars <laughs> than you've got <laughs> friends. I yeah. said, whoa. That's a bar, That shit made me feel poor. You can hear that in a Jay-Z lyric, for real. Well, like. see, yeah. Ric Flair is, you know, granddaddy did a lot of that rap shit. Yeah. But uh, that's why it's called that. Anyway, um... We do fight stories, man. Um, man. Take us back to St. Louis or whatever when you was growing up. Did you fight a lot as a kid? Uh, yeah, but like never like nothing horrible. Like when I, when I fought with my brothers, we would fight all out. Except uh, my, my oldest brother yeah. was like seven years older than me. He'll beat my ass. My second oldest brother was like three years older than me. We were kind of like similar in size. So it'd be like, all right, it's a fair fight. That's funny. I, I had an older brother, but I discovered around like seven <laughs> that I could beat him up. And then that just flipped things. Yeah. <laughs> I so where he'd say like, do something. And I'd be like, or I could beat him up. Like, <laughs> Nigga, so, I literally thought this was a different story. I thought you was like on some black shit. Like, you know, I discovered I had a brother when I was seven years nah. old. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even do And we cried. And hugged each other. That's what I hate now. It was a parent teacher coming. Cause we're all, <laughs> we're all connected through Facebook and social media. We can't even have side families. Our grandfathers, our uncles oh, all yeah. had side families. Yeah. No social media. Two streets was the only distance between them. Right. Two or three blocks. Same town, three families, two jobs. They'd be about 16 old, and walk past the same corner store and look at each other and go, that motherfucker look familiar. Yeah. And then they start talking. Son, mm-hmm. have a seat. <laughs> I'll say, the, like, most of my fights ended with me being friends with the dudes afterwards. But in college. college beating their ass like that. Yeah, when well, you were no, a kid, it your whole grudge like really. It was just about, motherfucker, you took the ball and, nigga, it's mine. I mean. Just say my name on it right there. Like, over the, I mean, even, like, one of my first white friends that I ever had, he lived, like, Directly by my house. Oh, humble brag. You got white friends, huh? <laughs> okay. Even in Ferguson. Y'all, they're living like that. It used to be all white. It was nah, like... I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but yeah, so like... Uh, they... Just a simple fight started into that. But I'll say like as an adult, when I was in college, probably the craziest fight I've ever been in 
was I started this brawl that ended up on the news. Started a brawl. Like Allen Iverson, huh? They, like a full-blown, <laughs> like, 70, 80-person fight. Oh, shit. Hold on. It wound up on the news? Yeah. Can I, we say that shit on here? Yeah, right. Why? Is the statute of limitations up? I don't even know how long it's been, but it's like no one went to jail for it. It's, it's oh, so, oh, so it wasn't even a brawl. It was a brouhaha. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's a nice <laughs> way of covering up. That's when shit happened on the white side of town. That was a, there was a melee. Yeah, yeah. Because me, melee's not criminal. No, yeah, We've all a, been in a melee. That was a skirmish. <laughs> no, so like, every time we get into it, it there, there was gang activity. <laughs> This shit's vile. At the Staples Center. (laughs) Alice in the palace. At the (laughs) Staples Center last night, uh, two groups of black men wearing opposite colors, one red, one blue. Bitch, that was the all-star game. (laughs) Like, chill the fuck out. So, you started a goddamn brawl. Well, Sam, let me, I'll tell you what happened. It's, so black Mizzou is like, it's a, Mizzou's a D1 school, very big. Like, it's like any college movie you've ever seen, it's that. And so, like, it's mostly white people, and the black people really stick together. So it's like higher learning. Basically. Basically. So it's like, uh, there was these new apartments. One of my friends had a clubhouse apartment with a balcony, and it overlooked this parking lot. And there was multiple black parties going on on the same night. Oh, shit. They had the biggest, they had the biggest uh, apartment. So eventually, like, once our party filled up and we had all the bitches at that party, because it was a woman's party and she was popular as hell, one of my best friends. We had jungle juice, we had, the, we had everything you wanted, right? Bitches, drinks. That was twerking going yeah, on. Yeah, like, it was, it was whatever. And so there's multiple parties happening around us, and they just started drill. shutting it was down. A tip drill video. <laughs> Basically. So, like, as the other party starts shutting down, our party, she's getting more packed. Okay. Now people can't even be in the apartments, like, in the hallways now, right? That is always funny, because in college camps, it's very small, and then, yeah. You know, somebody's got a one bedroom, but they're having a house party, and there's eighty people there. Well, what could go wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, it was they had a fat apartment though. It was like four different rooms. He said fat. Room. I gotta give like, it to him. Midwest. He said fat. That was good. Yeah. He brought that back. That's the sound. <laughs> I feel. I feel at home now. I don't feel like you're too young of a nigga now. I'm like, like ninety yeah, Jersey. Give me well, some, man. That was fat. New Jersey. P H A T. That was alright, man. No, I'm all right, in like, like fat. Like, <laughs> Mentions. Oh, no, fuck you, talking man. About I'm thinking, thinking you're talking about pretty hot and tempted. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. so uh, in the middle of this part, I'm, I remember I'm at, I'm right by the door and I'm talking to this girl, like hoping some shit will go down. And this other girl walks in, who's my room, my best friend's roommate, and she's like, "Yo, some nigga just swung on me." Now, in that nigga's defense, she dresses like a boy a lot. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably thought it was a nigga. And people yeah. are drinking. Yeah, but then I had been drinking, so I was like, oh, what? Fuck this shit, right? Yeah. So, went outside, and literally with no direction, like, I just... I see You didn't even my, know what nigga is. No nigga. I, I literally just went outside, and as I get to the parking lot, I come about my hoodie, throw that shit down to the ground, and I don't say nothing, and then this, this nigga talks to me, he's like... Yo, what the fuck you looking at? Mind you, Uh-oh. this nigga's like off to the side Uh-oh. somewhere. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that, that's at? a fighting word. That's was, tough talk right yeah, there. Yeah, as soon like, as you hear what the fuck you looking at, I was like, you nigga, looking I'm, at I'm looking at you, you better get blind real quick. No, he was he was looking for a fight and you were yeah. there. That's what happened. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, this the the nigga. oh, they came to fight. This guy be nigga swinging on my girl. So I mean, just ran up, start swinging on this dude, and within probably like two, three punches, I get socked in the back of the head. Like, yeah. I'm talking about one of the ones where it's like I'm drunk, so I don't feel it. 
But at the same time, yeah, it disorients you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, what the fuck? I remember, like, I, I stumble over... And, like, as I'm, like, lifting myself up, a nigga is running with a flying, like, me. Oh, like, some guy. Oh, <laughs> Tiger. Bro, like, I had to, like, hands across my face just to block that shit. Rolled off of it. Hold like, on. He tried to knee you? Straight knee. That was yeah. some opening yeah. move. Some Shinsuke Nakamura shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, the effects of... Like, that's the Brian, some type of shit. That's the effects like of niggas boy. watching anime. <laughs> That might have been it, bro. I mean, like, nigga first at a party with Goku. The knee. The knee. <laughs> Flying knee. That nigga watch Ong Bak. That's what that is. <laughs> so, so you blocked that shit. I blocked it. And so, like, did he fall? I don't even remember what. Cause that's why I never before. kick and fight. I'm too scared that you're going to fall and that's going to be the last thing you remember you wake up in the hospital. And then you got short legs anyway. That, I can't kick <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. But <laughs> that's always my you fear. You sacrifice your safety for a kneecap? No, <laughs> nigga, you ain't kicking nobody in the head. In the back of my mind, I'm always like, yo, kick this motherfucker. But I always think if that motherfucker push me over, that's the end. Once well, you're on you the ground. foot. And that's then, the worst. If he catch your cause, leg, cause, yeah. cause, now you can't. Especially you can't at a party, because now you hopping on one fucking foot. But I was at a party because motherfuckers see you on the ground. They don't gotta know no context, no nothing. They'll, stomp they'll start stomping you yeah. just to say they did it. So, like, when it happened, it's like it was kind of smart because I was like on all fours, like getting up, yeah. and then he fucking. Threw the knee at me. I spun off that shit, and now I'm like staggering up. When, as soon as I stand up, nigga, I'm literally in a circle of niggas. Uh-oh. I didn't even know how oh, many niggas damn, were like around me until the news report came out. And it was like, there's one guy fighting like seven, eight dudes. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me. You look kind of cool on the news report. Yeah, I was a legend on campus for like about a good six months until niggas started graduating and forgetting. Like, forget. yeah, better shit happened. You had to remind <laughs> people like it was me. One man. Alone. You by myself. You seen me taking on an army. So, so hold on, you was in a circle of them. Just, now hold on, you was fighting all of them, or literally was, just was, taking hits and giving hits and taking hits and giving hits. That's the power of being drunk. But that's what that's what gave me the legendary status. Is that damn, you never went down. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes that's a bad thing, and you need to get the fuck down. But I mean. That's because that nigga had a concussion. He was on autopilot. <laughs> right. His, his mind went down, but his body stayed up. <laughs> so you took on like six people. All right. You nah, got to get some trickle down pussy from that. He was a, he was a, yeah. he was so a legend. So what about the girl? Did the girl ever come back and say thanks? Did she jump in a circle and help you? No. Well, I mean, eventually. So like what happened? Sound like she didn't have to. Here's the story from, the, from my guys' perspectives who jumped in. They were like, I got a pair of twins who look like Drake. They're some of my best friends. One of them looks over the uh, the railing, and these niggas love to fight. And one of them's like, yo, that's my man KP down there. And I'm like, what? I, the other one's like, what? That's not him. He's like, yeah, that's him. So they couldn't nigg- see you. It was in a circle. So them niggas had to like... Jump down which sometimes you see a circle, <laughs> and you think it's a fight, and then you're like, oh, they just freestyling. Man. <laughs> all right, all right. And what, they jumped down from the balcony and landed like superheroes? <laughs> like, I mean, so basically, they, they came down. It was only like two... Two, two floors. So they came down the steps, got some of the niggas off me, and then within like, then it was like a one-on-one to me and some other guy, then someone else jumped his ass. So then I finally had time to like breathe and I look around and it's about 70, 80 people all just fucking swinging. Like one of my dudes, he's like five, seven, right? Just a small little skinny dude. So when you say 70, that was your side or they side? This is my, 
I was like mixed. Ah, so, so everyone's just fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know who on whose side. But, I mean, you, but you knew whose side it was because it was basically like St. Louis and Chicago versus Kansas City and ah, Chicago. Ah, yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about the little Midwest beefs. So it was like mm-hmm. all the popular friend groups just like split down the middle, and which is funny because everybody outside of the Midwest, everybody sees us as the same. But in the Midwest, we're like, man, I ain't from no fucking Kentucky. <laughs> right. And it's like, y'all the same. <laughs> mm. To other niggas. Yeah. Like, like we, a, we understand, like, it, it really, I won't say But that, if we but. in college or some shit, then we split up. Oh, yeah, we, from, we, we from fucking the big city. They from the small city and whatever. Yeah. All that kind of shit. So the chicks started all of this. Yeah. Women always start fights. Did you... Did you say any heroic shit? Was this? Did you have a feminist moment? Like no. Ice Cube? That's a female, Debo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never even had. I don't even remember talking during during the entire time. The only thing I remember is this is back when niggas still wore uh, shorts under their shorts. Hilarious. Like, like you pull up with basketball shorts under your shit. Yeah. yeah, nigga. When I say that, save my ass. The only reason I became a legend after that is because nobody realized. Like, nigga, I was so drunk. At a certain point, I had to decide. Like, am I gonna keep fighting or am I gonna take a take a bathroom break? And I was like, hilarious. Ain't no space for bathroom break. <laughs> so I pissed my drunk pants in the middle of a fight. Whoa, man. you pissed your pants in the middle of the fight. And they kept fighting. <laughs> Nobody said, yo, I smell something. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> The crazy thing was, I didn't even realize it until after, like, I was already, like, taking a break and everything. And, like, oh, all right, here's man. the Savannah scene. And, and I looked down. I was like, what the smell? fuck? That's a long fight, bro. Yo, no, that punch like, in the back of the head was pretty hard. You <laughs> pissed yourself. <laughs> like, a dodged the flying knee and peed <laughs> on himself. They had to get he lighter. Knocked his, he, he almost knocked the shit out of him. He pissed. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't quite shit. That's Wow. And nobody, to this day, nobody. Nobody I mean, noticed you one, pissed yourself. One person knows about it because this girl was like, whose shorts are these? Oh, no. And I was like. <laughs> so you took the shorts off in the middle of the fight? Yeah. I took the, the top layer just dropped. I mean, it was the baggy pants there. Like, you just long, yeah. <laughs> Real quick, slid that shit off. Yeah. Man. Thanks to Mecca right Jeans. Right back in the ass. <laughs> Damn. Mecca Jeans. All right, now we got to name all the throwback uh, jeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you, oh, it wasn't man. that far ago. Was it? Damn. He's was like, it wasn't that long. Yeah, not no Maurice Malone. Maurice Malone. We was just laughing about. Uh, remember, Jibos. remember the end Jibos? of. You said Jabos. No, nah, wasn't that. Yeah. <laughs> we was wearing them in Indy. We was wearing them. I had a pair of Jabos. Did you have Parasukos out the midway? Nah, we had Parasukos. How you say it? We still argue over how to say it. Pele Pele. Pele Pele. Pele Pele. Some people say it the French way. Pele Pele. I don't fucking know, but all that bullshit. I don't know. But uh, yeah, nobody that's wild. that shit no more anyway. Kiss <laughs> the pants. Uh, that's definitely came out with some more sweatpants. I'd buy some. Definitely a tough talk, month. They just have to make them smaller. Everybody shit is small. I saw a nigga with some echo micro on the mini. Other day. Oh, I, I love echo. Echo is dope. I used to do whatever they wanted in New York. I mean, after a while, after a while, Echo's designs got a little like. But you know what we didn't realize, and I mean, E probably can tell us because he's East Coast tri-state. All those shit started here. Mm-hmm. And then spread out. By the time they got to us, they were almost done. Out, they were out yeah, out, yeah, damn near. So then we saw y'all like wearing. Like, oh, these motherfuckers got it. Uh, uh, we don't want this shit no more. Accents? No. What about? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was uh shit? What was the other one? It was um, 
That was, uh, man, I got in a whole fight with my girl. This, some other shit. So now it's like every time it's she calls, story. I gotta like open it up a little bit. Just to no. see, like, <laughs> like, is this urgent or is it not? Man, it so, was, uh, the fight, literally, I feel like God tried to warn me. Yeah. Nigga, like, she was over in my house. We were watching The Wire for the first time ever together. The Wire? Nigga, nigga, <laughs> That's some saying. romantic shit. So Not random. Like, I was just like, you, you never watched The Wire? I think you've got, because I don't want to commit a it crime is with great. nobody. It is great. It's fucking great. I do love The Wire, dog. <laughs> they got a contingency plan based on The Wire. <laughs> it teaches you about, like, stay off your phones. Like, like basic shit. If you see someone posting drugs on Instagram, don't buy from them. Oh, well, that's just, <laughs> that's just fucking stupid. That's just and that's sense. probably a cop. Which, by the way, and we'll get... Back to some of these current events and shit, but NBA. What 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 you said the name of your Snapchat show was? Because high school. It's about highlights and shit. Yeah. My first thought when I saw Oprah fall was, one was Kobe, but the second one was that she was trying to stop Trey Young from the nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> I, Eve, I don't know if you've been following. Because yes. every old school nigga, and even me, I'm right on the line of old school nigga to young nigga, mm-hmm. and I see that shit and go, what in the fuck are you doing, man? What do you mean? Oh, like how Trevor Ariza stopped him with the elbow? You didn't like it? Hell no, I don't like it. Because nah, it's, it's I think, I think horse it shit. I think it was bullshit. And, and this is what was making me mad all week, was thinking about how did self-pass. Remember, self-pass was kind of a rule... For basketball, but only in the hood. Mm-hmm. I forgot the NBA doesn't call self passes because I was thinking, how is that not a violation of the rules? Then I thought to myself, and I said to myself, but who the fuck would ever throw the ball between somebody's legs and then catch it on the other side? And I really? said, oh, they never, <laughs> they never thought did. to even put that there because who the fuck would do that? Right. Here's where why it really makes me mad. Trey Young is like 19. His record as a team is like 19 and 39. Yeah. And it's like, what are you showboating for? Tickets. Like, even but, if, but no, that's, that's just how he plays. plays. That's how he plays, but also tickets because the Hawks are terrible, but people come to watch Trey Young play. So it's like, I'm going oh, yeah. to he's, he's he's get a highlight. Really. He's entertaining. Oh, yeah, he's he's entertaining like watching play. Steph Curry, which the league is definitely softer because even when Steph came out, I'll admit I thought he was a great passer, great shooter, but. The, his impact on the game as a small player, Never you gotta. It's not him who made me think the rules changed so much, but seeing Trey Young and the people after, because I'm like, the, man, them old school motherfuckers would have put you on your ass. So seeing Trevor Ariza do that had me like, I knew. Because <laughs> Trevor's just old enough that it's like, nah, motherfucker, I want a championship yeah. with the Lakers. Yeah. This but ain't what we doing. I don't give a fuck. He put a hard <laughs> elbow in Trey Young's chest. I didn't mind it, but you got to remember, Trey Young's like 5'11". Yeah. Like, he has to do whatever he can to get I'm his. saying, but don't do that. Isaiah Thomas was that height and that weight. No, he just didn't mind. have the imagination. He wasn't tossing it between no, people's listen, legs. I, he was dribbling on one knee. It's just Yo, goofy. for me, for me, I don't mind it because to be honest with you, back in the day, all they're doing is taking a lot of the and one shit and bringing it to the NBA, which is what we've always wanted anyway. Like, Not really. Though. I don't. I don't. What? Because to be Bruh, truthful, go back and look and at one. and one. They're Bruh. playing such soft defense, and that's how you're getting but all of that how, shit off. But, but that's what they're playing in the NBA. Nah, fam. They're playing soft defense in the NBA. They don't really Which play Which will defense. lead to my next point. But, uh, and I mean, this is just me on some NBA bullshit, but I was looking up earlier. Because people, you see people say wild shit to athletes online. Uh, wild shit. 
oh man, fuck you, you ain't good, da da da, back and forth and all that shit. And yeah, motherfuckers like KD, KD will go at it with you. But, and people get on him about that, but it's like, nah, you need to remind people. They're not even in shape to play. But Brian Scalabrini, I don't know if y'all remember yeah, the him. White Mamba. The yeah. White Mamba, yeah. which Wait is hilarious. Stars, my dude. But he challenged, remember he had a day, an open gym of like, you motherfuckers sit online and say all that shit to me because I'm last guy on the bench. Remember, he used to cheer a lot, and he had a day where he let some a few dudes from Boston play him. And I think the dude like scored like an early like two. His stat or whatever, they're playing one-on-one to 11. Uh-huh. Scalabrini takes it and makes eight consecutive shots. And then just finishes him off like that. And it's like, you got to remember, man, that last dude on the bench will bust your yeah, fucking he ass. Yeah, Mr. Basketball, where he from. I think I told the story about me playing George Hill one time accidentally. And that motherfucker kicked my ass. Bumping in George Hill? We're from Indianapolis, both. So oh, you're yeah. just like at the wild random ass league. summer. I'm out at the park. Oh, this just is before hooping. he was in the league. Uh, when he was going to uh, I, let me tell I, the story. IUPUI was in the city, and I mean he led them in scoring because I think it's Division Two, if not three, but I think it's two. But he led them in scoring, so people see him in the NBA and think, oh, he's just a defensive stopper. He'll make an open shot every now and then. It's like no, he led Division Two in scoring, so he'll. Bust your motherfucking ass. Right. <laughs> Those guys are the best. But I, I'll tell the story in short because me and Kyle, we hooped together one time or two. But I was out at the park and I'm all, I'm the height of those some of those young high school, young middle school kids, dare I say. I'm embarrassed to say. Uh, uh, so every now and then I'll be hooping and then I'll get into it with one of them because they'll start talking to me like I'm their age and I have to kind of remind them like yo I gotta be I, it, nigga. I'm pretty old <laughs> I'm a comic I'm pretty much just out here trying to stay in shape okay we're playing a team game I'm spreading the ball around I'm not really but anyway this kid was we was the same height we locking up or whatever and then he's like talking shit to me and I go don't talk shit to me like we're you got help. You got a lot of help defense. Long story short, he challenges me. I go, let's play then. I'm kicking his ass. Mm-hmm. And I say, kind of casually to the crowd, who else wants some? <laughs> and this motherfucker walks up. And as he walks up, I'm looking at him and I'm kind of going, oh, shit. This <laughs> motherfucker about 6'2", got some long arms, kind of gangly. And he goes, check ball. I get it or whatever. Give him one or two moves. He's slapping my shit to the other side of the court. So by the third time, I go, okay, this motherfucker got some defense. And I mean, when I say when I say he's swatting my shot, I mean, he's not even moving, like not even breaking a sweat, not even breathing. So I come back and I go, all right, I'm going to give him two or three moves. Give him two or three moves. Wow, swats my shit to the other end. Nigga, you out of breath. I, yes. Exactly. I'm moving, right? I stop and I go. I stop and I say to him, I say, I say, yo, uh, all right, man, who do you play for? Holds out his arm, and this was the summer he got drafted to the Spurs, so it's his rookie year uh-huh. that summer. He's got a basketball on his arm, and he goes, I'm George Hill, and he has his name, basketball, tatted. Oh, uh, that's kind of And then we stuff. both kind of <laughs> laugh. And then, I, name and then I literally <laughs> say to him, I said, what the fuck are we doing? I checked it again, and I 
no bullshit, took the ball, walked backwards, threw it over my head. It went in, and I said, game. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fair enough. And That's then we hilarious. got back to running teams, and he's just loosely running, but he's killing us. Duncan, crossing motherfuckers up, and it's just like, yeah, that's an NBA player. But uh, I said all that to say, but just NBA, uh, I think we'll wrap it up with this. How the fuck did people not think Anthony Davis and LeBron was going to be good together, man? No, I don't think anybody ever thought that. Everybody's like, They were writing that shit in the summer, and I get They have to write shit, but some of it was outright disrespectful. Like LeBron been using the hashtag Wash King because yeah. they kind of said that the whole summer. Well, it's like you missed the, you missed the playoffs, and that's because you had a shit cast around you, right? So you for the first time, and I can't even remember the after you go nine straight nine NBA straight finals. NBA finals, you missed the playoffs. So it's right, like, this team is really sorry around you. But then it's like, all right, so we, we got injuries to deal with. We got young players. Like, we make the trades. And now it's like, we don't know if they're good enough. And even now, they're top but heavy. people heavy. forget LeBron sat out. They were going to make the playoffs if he didn't hurt his, I think, was it his, his uh, shit? I'm looking for the word. Groin. Or midsection. And he sat out like a good 25 games. And if he didn't, and that was the first time in his career he ever got hurt. But but I'm looking at him coming back, and I'm like, he's rested for the first time ever. Yeah. So I'm like, well. That's why he's on what he's on. Ah, just, and like, he uses that hashtag now as like a joke. Hashtag Wash King, where it's like, Motherfuckers damn near leading the league in assists in his last, in, you know, his 16th season or so. <laughs> and it's just funny to me. Of like, I can't believe people counted them out. They look like they're going to be the number one seed, but he ain't even being mentioned in the MVP shit. Nah, he is. I, I'd say he's, he's number two probably behind Giannis. It's probably like him, then... Harden. Yeah. Luka, Luka Harden. But I think also people, because when you have two MVP candidates on one team, people will kind of discount one or the other. I wish they would give out two trophies, honestly, at East and a West, because I feel like every year somebody gets no, This is the I shit. Like, I with, like it the way this is the know. shit with NBA. Hold on. Because this is forever makes me mad. And we all know this is just privilege. But Steve Nash having two, Kobe's only got one. R.I.P. Shaq I mean, only got one. Steve should only have one, too, but... Yeah, they made him a co-MVP with Shaq, right? I thought it nah, should have been. took it from Shaq. It, it should have been Why kid that Shaq? year. No, they I just voted, they voted him instead of... It was like a year with Shaq. No, like, I thought they got a co-MVP together. It's no. Nah. Steve Nash got co-MVP. No, you're thinking of, I think you're thinking of the All-Star, All-Star game. game. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of the league MVP. Nah, never. Shaq has one, and Kobe has one. And that's why Nash having two made me go... What in the fuck were we thinking? Well, I mean, his teams were always, like, ridiculous. One could have been fine, but but my argument always against that is the year's kid took the Nets from worst to first and all the way to the championship twice. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. He can't get one MVP. And people always bring up the domestic violence thing because there was some shit there that he left in Phoenix with his wife and shit. Mm-hmm. But part of it is, too, like, it's public perception. It's all about narrative. That's what right. makes an MVP. Like, but I Russell- said, too, because... Uh, and, yeah, you're you actually right. Russell and Harden on the team. But Anthony Davis, too. And him and James, that people, they're almost canceling each other out. But I'm like, yo, the Lakers is smashing motherfuckers, man. But you got to remember, LeBron's leading the attack now. He's the point forward. He's the nigga. But he's always kind of been that. But now he's bringing the ball, like, 
up court. Yeah, like, but that's because they don't have a better person to even do it. I mean, Rondo's great, but Rondo's I mean, a little Rondo's, older. Rondo's good. Like, he was to me, great. they need one guy off the dribble. Did they get waiters? I'm mm-hmm. waiting on them nah, to get waiters. But they just worked out uh, J.R. Smith. Wait, coming waiters. to the Lakers? Yeah. No. With, with that immortal picture of First LeBron of all, looking at First him with, with his hands out, we all know LeBron was saying, nigga, yeah. <laughs> what did you think? We was playing take backs or some I shit? Think the, Lakers, the Lakers missed a good opportunity to get uh, Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony. He was sitting right He's playing know, well. And, he's balling he's playing out. and this is... Which leads to living in New York. Obviously, I'm a Pacers fan, but living in New York... I have to hear about the Knicks and who's this new motherfucker they got, Leon Rose or whatever, was saying that he wanted to see about bringing Melo back. And the Knicks, hold on, the Knicks fans went crazy. Fuck him. And I'm going, this dude is a 10-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA guy. He didn't miss the playoffs in Denver. Came to the Knicks, made it two or three years. The Knicks ruined him. He didn't ruin the Knicks. Right. That year, Amari and, punched the fire extinguisher. Yes. They were supposed to win the championship, man. Yeah, the yeah, year Amari punched the fucking fire extinguisher. And it was all downhill from there for Amari. <laughs> the nigga lost his career to a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Literally put out his own career with that fire yeah, extinguisher. Yeah, right? He never came back. Nah, not really. Well, Wasn't not, the same. Yeah. But he was great when he was doing Nick it. Nick should have never let go of Jeremy Lin. But here's the thing. <laughs> Let's do the Knicks rundown. You're right, and I agree they on that. Never let it also, go. you got to understand your demo. They have such a large aging demographic that it's like, motherfucker. It was sold out every game. Yeah. Just like Houston like with Yao Ming. Yao Ming, yeah. Smart now. They're like for the money. But he won a chip. He won a chip. I think the Knicks lose because they don't keep smart players like that. Sometimes you don't always gotta be fucking. They want a hot shot. Now you gotta Lynn got so big, like his next contract was like triple his. Cool, but and I mean again, sometimes you gotta keep a smart player. This this ain't a James Harden like hustle this way. No, but a good sometimes a solid player. He's solid, steady player. Look at look at the Knicks and they height. But that's but the height of the Knicks is Charlie Ward and Chris Childs, and those are their golden years, and obviously the championship. Mark Jackson. Uh, yeah, and then the championship is uh, Clyde Frazier and fucking Earl Monroe. Yeah. So it's like going back to the 90s, the last golden era of Knicks basketball. It's Charlie Ward and Chris Childs. Those motherfuckers were just floor generals. They weren't superstars. Hey, Chris Childs, nah, man. I'm just saying they did what they needed to do. Derek Harper, don't put Chris Childs in. God damn, because you think about him and you're like, was he allowed at Kobe's funeral? Derek Harper and Greg I hope they didn't allow Chris Childs at Kobe's funeral. (laughs) Hey, just keep him away from the casket. We don't need none of that action. Uh, Google Chris Childs and Kobe Bryant, (laughs) folks, if you don't know. Like, yeah, all right, he's Uh, the only one that didn't R.I.P. him. (laughs) He's like, nah, I killed him back then. (laughs) But nah, uh, you got to bring... That veteran leadership around and Melo coming back. I'm looking at his stats. I'm looking at people flip out and I'm going, he would be the second leader scorer with his numbers right now in Portland on the Knicks and be that third leading rebounder. I'm like, here's my theory about the Knicks. And let's see what you think about this. And we'll end end this here. My theory on the Knicks is that a girl who got fat that doesn't know she got fat. Like she still, she still wants to go, bitch yes. To oh, so where it's mean, just like so being the Knicks or the Cowboys, something like that, <laughs> something like that. To where I'm Pretty like, much. 
this dude, as old as he is and as washed as y'all want to say Carmelo is, would be your second leading scorer and your third leading rebounder. And y'all spent all that fucking money this summer talking about people that didn't even want to be there. First, there was Zion. Then they didn't get him. And then even before they had Zion, they were like, well, let's trade Zion for AD. And it's like, you're not getting neither one of these motherfuckers. (laughs) You don't even have... Zion, what are you? Yeah. It's the chick with the high standards, and you're going. They thought they was going to have the cold. You like 120 pounds and three kids yeah. past your prime, man. They thought they was going to get the cold, the cold envelope like the Ewing draft. You ever heard about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I remember theory. that whole yeah, theory they and they was shit. Get that kind of look out from the from but the yeah, the Knicks frustrate me, which I mean, why haven't the Knicks Spike Lee why the other night? Oh, that's one just of just me. like it's Spike, goddamn it. Excuse the pun, but do the right thing, motherfucker. The crazy thing is, I've been through that employee entrance. Yeah. Like, I filmed a pilot for the Knicks a couple years ago. Awesome. And it's like, everybody, like, nigga. Hey, you gotta learn to plug your shit. (laughs) Say what you filmed for the Knicks. The name of it. It's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's like an unnamed pilot that we made and it just never went to air. It's about people losing. Nah, it's, that's the only thing it better be about. It was basically like a simulcast. So I did one, I did, well, technically I did two pilots with them. So one I did where I was like going around talking to fans and yeah. then just like during the game, I'm like interrupting them, making them do like random things. Yeah. And then the other one was like a simulcast where it was as the game was going on, they wanted people with, with a younger vernacular. Basically, like that. I feel like okay. that's a politically correct term. Yeah. Like younger vernacular. To oh, talk about the game. that's the only, the other thing that cracks me up about them is them seeing Drake as an ambassador for Toronto. And then you got like Travis Scott and Meg Thee Stallion for Houston. Yeah. And they're like, we need somebody young, hip, that people can relate to. Get uh, some of those Negro boys out there. How about <laughs> Steve Stout? And it's just like, Steve oh, Stout? You mean fucking... Charmless Dame Dash, like, <laughs> like if Dame Dash didn't have any confidence or charisma, it would be Steve Stout. <laughs> and then Steve Stout goes out there and fucks it up. Then you got Marv Albert for the 50th anniversary that he was a part of their, you know, right, championship right. team forever ago. I think he was one of the broadcasters, and yeah, he well, won't. James Dolan won't let Marv come back for the 50th anniversary. Why? If I was him, I would just be like, Marv, I remember back when you was a pervert. <laughs> Which is my favorite thing about Marv Albert. That's like, the shit when you learned his women's clothes. Wearing lingerie, lingerie, calling these games. And you know, Marv already picked out a nice little outfit <laughs> underneath for the 50th anniversary. And Dolan's like, you're not coming. Got some nice lace panties for the occasion. I just get so <laughs> frustrated you with You watch it on TV like Oakley, bitch. <laughs> But uh, but I I never understood why the Knicks have never hired Mark Jackson. Like just hire Mark Jackson. Well, they have Phil Jackson, who got them Porzingis and All Star, and these motherfuckers traded him and ran Phil out of town. It's like they do everything that's wrong. But you got to understand in basketball, you're gonna make. Four bad guesses for every fifth good one you make. And if you get that guy, you have but to keep when that guy. guy. But when you're looking at a guy with a pedigree like Phil Jackson, you don't expect that much failure. But Porzingis is an all-star. Listen, but that's the good. night, the but night that's before. One, look, a broke-ass clock is right twice But I'm day. saying that's it's great. That's <laughs> great for a GM. But I'm, what I'm saying is Porzingis, the night before they beat Houston, Porzingis had 39, right, for fucking Dallas uh-huh. in a win. 39. I'm not even naming the rebounds and the blocks. 
the night uh, Houston, they played Houston, the Knicks, RJ Barrett went, hits like the game winner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you go to yourself, imagine if RJ Barrett had fucking Porzingis. You would at least be two more steps ahead. So they take one step forward and two steps back. It doesn't matter. You don't trade somebody of that caliber. But if, and that's why I always laugh at the Knicks. It's like watching. But, but sometimes that's how sports go. You'll be holding on to a player who they're not doing anything with your organization or they can't stay healthy. You say this Sometimes not a lot of people can take the pressure of playing in New York City either, which yeah. is another stress on the body. So now he's in Dallas, which is a smaller market. Yeah. He's playing with the help of a Luka Doncic. I, I, I know. Ball, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I know. You have, it's a player, you have a player-friendly owner of Mark Cuban. Okay. It's a different environment. But I'm just New York saying. New pressure all the like, way around. Let real quick. Like, have you seen too many, like, Dennis Smith Jr. jerseys? What, nobody's yeah, nobody's coming exactly, to see him. and like, you no, could have drafted I him. Get, no, I get that. I agree with y'all on that one side, but on the flip side of how sports usually works is sometimes you're sitting on a talent. That guy is there. You're and right. The pressure is getting to him. But, the pressure to perform in New York City, everybody can't do it. You're right. But you've but, seen a lot of players leave there, go somewhere else, and play lights out. The Bulls, because like you're right. It's just because your organization's not good at cultivating talent. Yes. That, that too. And yeah. growing it. Yeah. Amon Shumpert, they got rid of him. Anybody that plays halfway right, they find a way to get rid of him. Even Melo, when he was here, he wasn't appreciated. Had, oh. to, had the garden rocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, best record in 50 years. Chandler, Jason Kidd, Rasheed yeah. Wallace. And the motherfuckers played my paces, and my paces smoked them. And that was the end of that. But I'm saying it felt better as a basketball fan when the garden was rocking. And like ever since then, and I mean, really before then, it's been horrible. And the culture, like he's saying, is like, just do halfway right. My Pacers, small market team, we got low expectations. It's that chick you see, and you like, she happy, but why is she with that dude? He's a loser. Like, she's... She spent she, all her cap money uh, on him. That's uh, how you look at Oladipo. Why is he with her? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, how we are because we know ain't no free agents coming to save us. And that's what makes me but laugh like, but, at the Knicks so much. Every like, summer they think so, somebody going to come get me no, and take me out to dinner. No, no, pieces, bitch, you better settle for the drive-through no, of no, checkers. No, the pieces is the ugly bitch that know how to cook. Like, yeah, yeah. She's overperformed. Like, like, she overperforms. It's like when they get a motherfucker, they're going to make sure they keep a motherfucker. She like, like you like drive her car. Huh? <laughs> she giving you the tax check. All that. <laughs> We like David West. Hell like yeah. Shit. Hey, buy, the, look, buy the Xbox for you. Make sure it's all nice. Mini Max David West real quick. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep anybody that wants to be there. But I mean, that's what the Bucks are right now. I, I would say the Bucks and the Thunder, like, not recently, obviously, but like. That's Two the small biggest, market teams that won. The because you got to draft right. Yeah. And they got DeVincenzo or whatever his name is that I love, that fucking Villanova, the white boy that plays black. Like, I look at a city like Atlanta, over. and I'm like, hopefully Trey Young is the answer for free agents not going there. It doesn't make sense. I can't believe that either. In this trap music era that Atlanta hasn't become a destination And now Hollywood's kind of going there, especially, like, you want to, a lot of these people want to get their social yeah. media careers, all these other... 
that's the place to do it Which right is now. funny. You almost can tell the city by the caliber of the people in the crowd. LA's got Rihanna. She's there waving at Caruso. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he gets special powers. He I can think, dunk for like a I quarter. Think, I, think, I think the funniest part about the funniest fan base in the NBA is the Heat. Because they are so laissez-faire when it comes. Well, yeah. Like, they so much they, other shit They don't have amazing on. teams. They're fucking like, even when they had the big three during the regular season, the arena is empty. Yeah, because there's <laughs> they other shit to do. They only show up to playoff time because there's other shit to do. They're like, man, we out here selling keys. Kind of like when the, we're selling keys. We get, we when the Super Bowl <laughs> came to New York and people were just, well, actually it was in Jersey, but they had all types of events in New York and people were kind of like, oh shit, the Super Bowl is here. Yeah, Whereas yeah, they had had it two years before in my hometown in Indy. And it's it was all thing, people yeah. talked about for right. like eight months. And here it just kind of went by. Like, that's like where I live at. When I thought this was the, the Grammys. That's like where I, where I live at when they opened up the Super Walmart. Uh, oh, hey. Super <laughs> was, Walmart is was real. There was motherfuckers actually, yo, man, we're going to go to the new Walmart and hang out. Like, <laughs> let's do something. Hey, it's Walmart. Yeah, it's Walmart. What the fuck Wait, are you where talking are you about? Let's, let's, no, I'm from North, but I live out in like Peter. Jersey. Oh, oh, Jersey. Let's, let's, so let's, that's like a rural area. So they would, brought the Super Walmart. It was the biggest thing. We'll though. do some predictions and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Who, who y'all predict for the NBA Finals this year? Uh, Celtics, Clippers. Celtics, Clippers. Clippers with a uh, probably like a I go, six game win. I, go, I don't know. Kawhi in that low management. I go Bucks, Bucks, Bucks and Lakers. Bucks, Lakers. Yeah, I think Lakers. I don't like the Bucks. Like I like them, but I feel like if Philly and Ben Simmons and Embiid can get that shit together, they need a real fucking point guard. But that's a long other discussion. And I love Ben Simmons. Second coming to Grant Hill, but. Grant played small forward. Yes, because he went to college and someone made him shoot. He wasn't a natural great shooter, but by the end, in like nine knee injuries, he was at the end a specialist, a fucking mid-range shooter. But my fucking Pacers, I just want us to avoid Philly in the playoffs. If we can avoid Milwaukee, avoid Philly. Toronto people sleep on. My prediction in the East. L.A., I'm going to say in the West. In the East. Wait, which L.A.? LA? Which one? Clippers the, the Lakers. Okay. I, I don't think anybody. You said it like it was obvious. Like it was Anthony Davis. Like, the Lakers. Anthony <laughs> Davis is on a fucking tear. And then even like Dwight Howard, they're so big. And then watching Houston go small, like, the fuck are y'all thinking? I like it, man. But then they've been spreading it out. And Westbrook and Hart basically play one-on-one. The Harden then, won the tip the other day. I said, yeah. what the fuck is happening? Like, this really working. Giannis and Harden. I mean, it, so, it was Giannis and Harden? Nah, uh, that, 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 that was Warren in social media. But, oh, I can't remember what But, team yeah, I, that's interesting because D'Antoni was talking and he was like, with the Suns, I wish I would have went smaller. And we're like, whoa. I mean, Never even thought that. But it's like, yeah. By the end, it was Shaq and Amari. And it's like, what the fuck? That's a D'Antoni team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slowed it, yeah, slowed it, slowed them down. But yeah, I would go in the East with a sleeper. I would go with like a Miami or Philly. I think Philly. Mm, no, not Philly for sure. I, I we'll can see, see Miami before Philly, man. We'll see. Well, this has been a long motherfucking episode of the Tough Talk Podcast. Uh, where you going to be at? Um, tell uh, the people where you're going to be recently. You got any shows coming up? Uh, I'll be at the Grizzly Pair. Social media. In 15 minutes. <laughs> Social media. <laughs> Social media handles. At Kyle Pennant everywhere. And... I mean, I'm famous on Snapchat, anonymous everywhere else. So, uh, yeah, per usual, 
Find me on social media at I am Phil Hunt. Uh, what shows do I got coming up? Shit, I'm going to be in Philly this weekend, Saturday, at Raven Lounge. So, And I think we'll put this episode out tomorrow because I was supposed to do it Monday. But yeah. uh, Ibrahim? Uh, Ibrahim, Ibrahim Khalif, uh, I-B-R-A-H-I-M-K-H-A-L-I-F. Uh, shows I got coming up is Gold uh, by Josh, uh, Josh Weston's show. Cool. And, uh, st- at the stand. At the stand, yeah. Okay, Next week. dope. Next week, uh, they had scheduling conflict, so I got moved to next week. So it's supposed, okay. to be, it's supposed to be tomorrow. I got a scholarship show on the 20th in Jersey um, called the uh, Simone Scholarship Shakedown. And then I'm in the DC Comedy Festival next month. All right. So, well, yeah. We'll close the drive like that. Uh, closing thought. Uh, stop the motherfucking nut, man, man. Y'all too grown for that shit. Oh, boy, we out of here.